Though this, this really go for all the people who watch our culture and be trying to call Chicago niggas bitches for all the shooting we doing and not. Y'all clearly seen folks was putting hands on that nigga, beating the fuck out of him, like beating his ass. Vaughn a skinny nigga. He really put hands on him and you see what happened. So I just want everybody to look at this shit and understand Chicago's point of view from the culture. My first time ever getting shot at it was from me breaking a nigga jaw. Niggas coming to my school every day trying to kill me over fist fights. My homie just got took out his glow over a fist fight. Just, just see what we coming from. Like, see what we coming from. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I have to say this, that this whole generation fucked up. Niggas can't take ass whoopers. Niggas get their ass beat. Niggas come blowing. If Nick Folksman would have been blowing from the jump, if that was what it was, folks use hands. So this is that's all I'm saying. Don't everybody? I don't never want to hear niggas Chicago niggas bitches. They can't fight. All they want to do is shoot. Come on, you just think that folks want barely 160 pounds. Put them bitches on the nigga and his man's blue. Come on, on camera at that. Threw his life away. We lost folks. He 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 throw his life away. You feel me? When they could have just took that ass whooping and, and, and been embarrassed on the internet, and it could have been going from there. Louisiana, Mississippi, into Florida. We'll, we'll turn north into Georgia, and we'll go up through the Carolinas into Virginia, where I will meet it in D.C. on Friday. And we're going to call for others to launch caravans around the nation, in the Midwest, in the South, and in the East Coast to D.C. Truckers are already announcing big strikes they're going to have takeover to D.C. this next weekend. So don't worry, President Trump, the cavalry's coming. You change the world forever. And whether we're supposed to be like the Alamo and go forward and be destroyed in this fight, or whether we are victorious, it doesn't matter because it's all before God and God's looking down. And I laid out the future. I told them we tried to stop what was coming. I told them what was coming next and they understood. And so this is gonna be a lot easier now because the enemy's gonna be right out in the open. But for all the yuppies and all the trendies and all those that have signed on to Satan, the day I signed on with Donald John Trump, all I've got was pain. Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. We are going to be promoting these black-owned businesses soon, but first, let's get into let's get into the broadcast here. I hope I am loud and clear on your speakers. Fevers full twenty, you are live on the Bagland Podcast. Feel free to call up whenever you want to. You can hear me loud and clear. That's great. That's great. Now, what you just heard, the first thing that we are going to cover here tonight is the million MAGA marks. Now, Donald J with the toupee, he has all these rednecks with their pickups and likely their AR-15s that went to march on Washington. 
when you listen to it, it kind of sounds like they stole it from Brother Farrakhan in the nation. Shout out to Brother Farrakhan. We support Farrakhan. And they're going up there probably to complain from rather than taking this L. So you had Alex Jones of InfoWars. They also banned him. They banned Alex Jones of InfoWars. And they also banned Brother Farrakhan of the nation off of Facebook. Not sure why they banned them off of Facebook. Maybe Facebook got scared. There was a YouTube channel, a YouTube video. I haven't watched it yet, but Brother Farrakhan and Alex Jones, if you look this up on YouTube, hopefully, or you could probably go to the final call and you could see that Alex Jones and Farrakhan had a long, a very lengthy conversation with each other. They interviewed each other. So I'm going to go check that out in the next couple of days. Um, but the first person that you were hearing speak was 600 Breezy out of Chicago. And what he was referring to is uh, King Von out of, out of Chicago. He was murdered in Atlanta, Georgia. You know. And, you know rest in peace to that brother and what 600 breezy was basically saying was hey you know people are saying you know chicago is a place where people are looking at them like they don't do anything but but shoot but like he was saying he says you know i used to try to catch fades and i used to beat these niggas up and I, it kind of reminds me you know in my early 20s i remember there was a situation where i had a situation where a guy was going off at the mouth and all this and i'm like okay let's let's go ahead and do this head up and he says he doesn't he doesn't take fades he won't take fades he only shoots you see what i mean so you have a lot of cowardice uh you have a lot of cowardice that resonates in, inside a lot of guys you know they could be running off at the mouth they could be the tough guy and when it comes to the fade they turn down the fade in high school there was a lot of guys that turned down fades these are actual facts i went to south high school a lot of guys were turning down fades so you know i understand where he's coming from on that on that matter you know von was putting the beats on this dude down in atlanta in front of the in front of the uh the hookah spotter in front of the club he was whooping on this nigga's ass you know, and somebody put a gun to his head and shot him. A very cowardly move. Very, very cowardly move. You know, so rest in peace, that brother, you know. Um it, it's becoming and it has already been increasingly dangerous, you know, for brothers in the rap game. They have hate. You know, you start coming up in the game, you got your bread tight, everybody likes you, a bunch of people will hate you. And people want to try to take you out of your position. So very, very unfortunate. You know, it kind of makes my stomach hurt. You know, when I see a successful young black man doing very well in the game, you know, and somebody that is often demonic, dusty, and sometimes even ungrateful takes them out the game. You know, so shout out to 600 Breezy and rest of 
But let's see here. What do we got? What is the first article that? That's due to the me pulling up an article. Uh, shout out to Sean Poe. He was elected to Belize's House of Representative. You remember Sean Poe? That was Sean was he was on Bad Boy. You know, got he got arrested for a shootout out there. You know, in the club. I think he was trying to protect Puffy at the time. You know, and this brother from hip hop to the House of Representatives. Shout out to Sean Poe. You know, his pops was the prime minister of Belize. And it was the first, he was the first black prime minister of Belize in the nation's history after his election in 2008. So I thought that was pretty dope. This was an article from Vlad TV that I was taking a look at. So Sean is, you know, he's, he's in politics. He's the House of Representatives. So I think that's big respect to that brother, you know, from the platinum plaques to the House of Representatives. You understand? I thought that was pretty dope. So let's see what else we got here. Now, speaking of Chicago, since we brought that up, there was an article from Chicago Sun-Times and this was on November 9th. This is a little older article, but they said it was 43 people shot and eight fatally in Chicago this weekend. I don't really want to go into all the details. Every now and then I look up and see on the Chicago Sun-Times that it's a whole bunch of black folk that's being murdered in Chicago. The news always said it's gang violence, but I, I happened to see a report that I see that I uh that it was actually a clan member. And they were asking him about racism and all this. And he said, you know, you're always going to have racism. Anytime you got a bunch of people, you know, um, fighting for, for, for resources, um, you, you're going to have that. So for all these, you know, for all these undercover white supremacists or these, these Negroes, these, these, these very, uh, unbelieving Negroes talking about, oh, well, it's so much better and it's better than back in the day. He's basically saying, Hey, yes, racism exists. There will always be racism. And the Klan member started, they started asking the Klan member questions. They said, Hey man, you know, what is your, what is your ordeal on the lynching and hurt, hating, hating and hurting black folks and all that? And he said, Hey, you know, we don't really got to hurt black folks no more. He said, if it was up to me and I was thinking, hint, hint, he said, if it was up to me, he says, I'd just go get some liquor and some cocaine, some weed. He said, I'd drive it all the way up to Chicago and have a couple crates full of automatic weapons and some and some poles. And I drop it off right in the middle of the ghetto. There's actually been some folks from Chicago that have told me they verified that on the south side off of the train, on the train tracks, they found trains and they found crates of just fully auto pipes. Straight up, fully auto pipes where they just dropped them off in the ghetto. Who's dropping this off in the middle of the hood? Who's doing that? You got you got to think about that. Who's 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 actually dropping off these pipes in the middle? Fully auto pipes, all types of shit in the middle of the hood. There's been people from Chicago that have told me that that's happened. And see now when you got Jim Crow Joe and Crime Koala in. 
my question is okay black the black vote saved the country again is the negroes night's watch what are you going to do about chicago what do black folks own and control in chicago what are you gonna they say well oh it's a bunch of violence what are you going to do about chicago how are you going to help foundational black americans in chicago because as i did some research in many of my other episodes i always talked about the toxic donut a lot of people don't know about this i'm gonna keep talking about it alt gale gardens on the far south side way in the hundreds and they called it the toxic donut due to having the highest concentration of hazardous sites in the united states of america this is in chicago anybody in chicago on the podcast tonight you call me out let me know is alt gale garden still up in chicago they said there was 50 landfills and 382 industrial facilities surrounding the area including the acme steel plant and the pullman factory with many of the sites unregulated there were also 250 leaking underground storage tanks the sites surrounded rivers and lakes making the water quality toxic for human consumption and recreation toxicology toxicology studies revealed high and dangerous levels of lead mercury ddt polychlorinated biphenol polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons heavy metals and xylene this is a human rights violation residents were exposed to hazardous fumes from nearby factories and asbestos and construction material for towel and insulation the drinking water was contaminated and had the highest cancer rate in chicago now these factors contributed to health burdens in the community through water air pollution asthma and respiratory illness there was a chemical order in the air that stung residents noses the water had a light bronze color and came through the water pipes with little to no pressure and then there was a survey found that 51% of pregnancies in 92 reported birth, birth abnormalities. So you got black women out here. The same people that probably voted for Jim Crow Joe and Crime Pumala to give a damn about them. They're going through this in Gill Garden. Somebody needs to be getting a damn life sentence right as I speak. The politicians in Chicago should be ashamed and they should be getting life sentences for allowing this to go on. Well, the black vote saved us. Oh, well, you know, um, we're so thankful. Okay, well, what are you going to do about Alt Gale Gardens? If Alt Gale Gardens is still up, as I proposed before, Alt Gale Gardens should be Silicon Gardens. They should take the whole Argyle Gardens and hand that over to the descendants of the slaves right there on the south side of Chicago where black folks could come and get certified for information technology. I think that's a sound proposal for the descendants. Outside of grants, not no loans, not none of this student debt loan bullshit that one of them politicians was talking about the other day, them Negro tools was talking about. Well, you know, um, the first order of the country is is uh you know is getting uh student student loans and, and all this type of shit. Student loans cut that back and all this. I said, Well, it ain't got nothing to do with black folks. It has nothing to do with black folks. 
Speaking of which, something else I found very interesting on the Chicago uh, Times. I call it the McNigger. Now, this was McDonald's. Now, I'm telling you, God forbid the, that the Popeye's Chicken Negro spiritual people break their necks to go support this. But McDonald's says a new crispy chicken sandwich will debut in 2021. The burger giant tells USA Today it will test a new plant-based sandwich called the McPlant in some markets around the world. I really hope that niggas ain't off cold and making all these damn videos lining up with shootouts in lieu outside for this damn sandwich. They call it the chicken sandwich war, a meatless burger battle. McDonald's U.S. Today President Erlinger said U.S. Pre uh, restaurants will introduce a new crispy chicken sandwich in 2021. The premium chicken sandwich was tested in human in human in Houston, Texas, and Knoxville, Tennessee, in late 2019 through late January. So they said that chicken, potato roll, crinkle pickles, butter—it's extremely craveable. Then they mentioned Popeyes. The chicken sandwich of, uh, war began in 2019. This is this is another McNigger event, if you ask me. Not the McPlant. This is going to be the McNigger. You're going to see that this sandwich, this chicken sandwich, is going to be promoted heavily to black folk. And I surely hope that niggas don't break their necks to bypass a black-owned business that sells the same damn sandwich of equal or greater value. I had to report that. Yeah, the Million MAGA March. See, the Million Man, the MAGA Man March, the Million MAGA Man March is pretty much, they stole, they stole the brothers, they stole Farrakhan's Million Man March and basically said, this is the Million MAGA March. see the million man mark was about black folks getting together this you know then nothing happened everyone was on code there was probably all types of business deals worked out where black folks could come together wasn't nobody acting a fool and they went they went and marched on washington i believe that was in washington so now what they're trying to do is they're trying to steal their shine and call it the million maga march with these black folks when they went to washington Black folks actually had something to say. These rednecks really don't have no complaint. You took the L, you lost. Just like, okay, the Civil War. When you see dudes up here with their little Confederate flags, and you're like, wait a minute, you're not the South. Why are you rocking this Confederate flag, sir? Well, uh, he says, like a one guy told me, well, you know, I'm not putting on no suit, no tie. You know, I'm not kissing no one's ass. I'm going to wear my jeans and drink my beer. I said, well, you lost. The South lost and you were bitter. Keep in mind that Mississippi was one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest states, states in the union. They called it King Cotton. There's a reason why they call it King Cotton. King Cotton is not no, oh, well, this is just a glorious name. No, King Cotton meant that cotton was like crack back in Mississippi. So when they lost out in the war, when they lost out, black folks said, all right, I'm done. I'm not working for free no more. They lost everything. 
That's why Mississippi's one of the poorest states in the union and couldn't really get back up because they had nothing but free labor. You lost. You lost the Civil War. It's possible. Speaking of which, okay. Let, let, let's open up. Let's go to thehill.com and open up this article about the million MAGA march, okay? You lost the war. Jim Crow, Jim Crow Joe is going to be taking the Iron Throne. Now, people were saying, well, you know, maybe, you know, he might just, he might just turn it around. Well, all that would happen if, it, if they turned it around, these 11 million illegals and these other half a million Indians that they're going to use as a buffer class to over un, undermine black folks. If Trump got back in, it would just shatter the Democrats plan. Now, black folks wouldn't really get too much under Trump. He would have another four years to try to pass some shit like a 94 crime bill. It would never match Jim Crow Joe's. But if Donald J with the two pay were to get back in through these little votes in Pennsylvania, well, it'll be the same thing. It'll it'll be more niggas that sleep that just has to wake up and can't go back to that Obama mode. They can't go back to sleep and say, well, you know, ain't no more racism and go get them a white woman and say ain't no more racism. See, that's what niggas want to do. So some niggas like that, they, they don't want, you know, so, but he's not going to win. He, he has to, he, this is the L the best thing Donald J with the toupee could do right now is work on his pardon. Now, somebody pointed out a actual and uh, a pretty good possibility right before he decides to give the Iron Throne over to Jim Crow Joe and make the transition because he's going to have to leave the, the White House. At some point, he's going to have to leave. So he's just going to wreak a lot of havoc before he leaves. He's been firing people. Let's get into that article after I read this one. But what I'm thinking what he'll probably do is he'll probably say, hey, look, Pence. Pence is very quiet, very cunning, very dangerous. Pence probably is going to say, hey, look, let me turn this over to you right before. He might be able to turn it over to Pence. I'm not sure what the legalities are. And then once he turns it over to Pence, Pence could just pardon him and then hand it over to Jim Crow Joe. I think that Pence is a little cooler at head. He'll do the handoff. Because Donald really doesn't have to tell him much. I mean, he's not a politician. I mean, what does he really know about politics? He's going to be sitting down there with Jim Crow Joe in the White House like, oh, well, this was a business deal for me. I'm not a politician, Jim Crow Joe. You are. You're a white supremacist just like me. Let's cut a deal. See, that's how Jim Crow, Jim Crow Joe and Donald's going to have to talk. They're going to talk about cutting deals and all that. And he may not even want to talk to Donald. But one thing we got to keep in mind, these guys are not at odds. Don't get it twisted. See, the American people, you and I, we're at odds. We're at our dinner tables arguing over dumb shit, trying to convince black folks that you're not really going to get any tangibles for your free vote. You got Jim Crow Joe. So we're going to be arguing at the dinner table and on the phone. Oh, you voted for Trump. I don't like you anymore. You voted for Jim Crow Joe. I don't like you anymore. See, that's what the American people do. See, these, these rich white people, they don't do that. They play the field on, you know, CNN and uh, Caucasian Nazi Network News. I mean, CNN. They play all of that and then we buy into it. They're not really tripping. That's you and I. We're tripping. We're tripping heavy. 
So Pence might just say, hey, look, let's cut a deal, pardon Donald, and let's make this a smooth transition. That's what I foresee happening. Now, Mick Inani predicts quite a large turnout at the Million MAGA March in D.C. Now, this was an article came out two days ago. The White House Press Secretary, Kaylee McEnany, said on Thursday that she expects a turnout to be quite large. Now, I did see a little bit of footage. It did look like it was very large. Um, they said it was going to be at 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. They're probably still out there riding around. Um, now, they said that they were going to have to stop to steal D.C., the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers. Um Political reported to groups such as Women for America First, the Right Side Broadcasting Network. Um, shout out to Fevis420 for the Right Side Broadcasting Network uh, footage. I believe that was him that sent me that. They had a bunch of right wing people that were out there, um, you know, down there in Phoenix, and they were basically protesting the votes and all of that. So they had that person. Then InfoWars, Owen Stroyer was promoting the organizing event so that's info wars maybe uh mr jones could be bringing somebody else along to say hey look i'm gonna pass the baton to you see a lot of these white nationals and white supremacists they'll start passing the baton if shit gets too hot they'll pass the code and pass the and pass the information alongside younger and more brash and bright white supremacists to keep it going you dig so i thought that was very interesting we'll get into the proud boys in a little bit here but another thing while we're at it let me open this up no that's local news we'll get into that hold on hold on C cnbc now trump says defense secretary mark esper has been terminated I'm pretty sure everybody listening tonight knows that folks from the Pentagon have been getting fired and actually a couple other people quit. Now, Christopher C. Miller will be acting secretary of the nation's largest department. Okay. Now, defense secretary Mike Esper was the national, was the director of the national counterterrorism center. Okay. And it says here, now, then this is a quote November 9th that Donald J with the toupee. Because remember, anything that Donald says on Twitter is regarded to be a presidential statement. He says, I'm pleased to announce that Christopher C. Miller, the highly respected director of the National Counterterrorism Center, uh, and then he put in parentheses, unanimously confirmed by the Senate. He just had to slide that in there. We'll be acting Secretary of Defense effective immediately. Then under here, he says, Chris will do a great job. Mark Esper has been terminated. I would like to thank him for his service. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I wouldn't get, I would not want to get fired by Donald because he going to take this apprenticeship, this apprenticeship ship, shit to the fullest. Like, nigga, you're fired. I mean, it's one thing for you to get fired, but for you to get fired in front of millions, that shit is horrible. I, hey. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do nobody that dirty. I'd be like, hey, nigga, you're fired. I, I would pull one of the moves on my last episode. I would have told him, hey, I'm quitting this whole ass job. 
I'm going to show you how to quit this whole ass job is what I'm going to do. I would have been around the White House with a big megaphone like saying, fuck y'all, fuck him, this, that, and the third. I quit this whole ass job. But anyway, it's interesting because Miller spent 31 years in the army and he was sworn in as a director of National Counterterrorism Center. It's very interesting. He's out the door, but what he's doing is he's appointing his little fellow nationalist probably. Now he was this this Miller guy was the deputy assistant secretary of defense for special ops and combating terrorism. Now he was responsible for overseeing the employment of special ops forces and counterterrorism, as well as personal recovery and hostage issues. It is unlikely the Senate will confirm Miller or a new nominee for the role before Donald leaves office in January. See? Now, a spokesperson for the Biden transition team de declined to comment on Esper's dismissal. Now, the Biden uh, the, uh, transition team, as I said before, that team still is waiting for the funding. Donald hasn't signed off on it, so they're still kind of in waiting. Okay? Now, listen to this. The move comes after Trump refuses to accept the results of the presidential election and on the heels of an NBC news report that Esper has propped, has prepped his resignation, his, his res, resignation letter bracing for an inevitable termination from the Trump administration. So he prepped a, res a resignation letter like, okay, nigga, I'm about to quit. And Donald said, oh no, you're fired. Okay. Then it says a Trump administration official told CNBC's Iman Javers that I assume FBI and CIA are next, referring to FBI Director Christopher Wray and CIA Director Gen Gina Haspel. So he's talking about firing. You know how he used to get on the FBI Donald used to get on the FBI, used to get on the CIA and get on NATO real hard, used to clown them. And, you know, some people saying, well, you know, that's bogus. And I sat back and I thought about J. Edgar Hoover and I thought about the other fettuccine Alfredos and how they got on black folks. And when he started getting on the fettuccine Alfredos, I didn't feel no way about it. I said, yeah, you want to beat up on the feds? Fine. Feds ain't do niggas no justice. You got black folks out here that's being lynched by race soldiers. You got black folks out here that's being annihilated, finding, being fine, uh, getting hung up in trees. They talking about ain't no evidence and all that. So when they started getting on the fettuccine Alfredos, I said, well, fine. You want to beat up on the feds? Cool with me. I ain't have no problem with it at all. Now, I know damn well Donald wasn't doing it for black folks. Let's get that straight. We need to be very, very clear on that. He wasn't doing it for no niggas, but hey. Now, listen to this. And this is very interesting because you got to think of the city of Minneapolis when you think about this, okay? It says, in an extraordinary break with Donald, Esper told reporters, and this is back in June, that he did not support the invoking the insurrection act in 1807 everyone should look that up what is the 1807 insurrection act see there's a lot of insurrections and a lot of turnips that black folks was doing like i said not every nigga on the plantation was like man you know you just whoop my ass and that's it no some niggas was turning up in insurrection insurrections now the 1807 law 
it allowed Trump to deploy active duty U.S. troops to respond to civil unrest stemming from pro protests against police brutality across the country. Now, Esper did not agree with that. Esper was basically telling Donald, hey, man, we don't really need to send the military out because niggas is turning up for this police brutality. You know what I'm saying? So he probably said, OK, you're not down with supporting the system of racism, white supremacy. You're fired. Now, this is what Esper said. I say this not only as a secretary of defense, but also as a former soldier and a former member of the National Guard. The option to use act active duty forces in a law enforcement role should only be used as a matter of last resort and only in the most urgent and dire situations. We are not in one of those situations now. Esper was basically telling Donald, like, look, man, we're not about to send out the military because niggas is turning up. I, I, I don't think we should be doing that. We shouldn't be doing that at all. And Donald probably sat him down in that old office and said, look here, nigga. We are going to send these vicious dogs. Remember when he said vicious dogs, we're going to send these vicious dogs out. And you're going to do what I tell you to do. And Esper probably said, okay, well, I'm not doing it. Oh, you're fired. You're fired, sir. Thank you for your service. So that's probably what happened. So he said, let me put one of my people in. Now let's go back to that insurrection act. When they put the military in these cities for, for people turning up, when there's a race soldier that annihilates a black person, when a race soldier commits a domestic terror ambush lynching and murders a black person as 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 Mr. Floyd was lynched on 38th in Chicago. If people start to turn up, then what the, the what they could do is they could send the military in to deploy active duty U.S. troops. Invoking the Insurrection Act, the 1807 law. This was in 1807. Let's look this up real quick. We need a little bit of context on 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 the Insur Insurrection Act. Before we go to the next subject. All right. Now listen to this. This was published on March 3rd in the year of our Lord, 1807. Now it empowers the president to deploy U.S. military and federalized National Guard troops within the U.S. in particular circumstances such as to suppress civil disorder, insurrection and rebellion. So if the former slaves decide to turn up and decide to walk off the plantation, they can enact the Insurrection Act. Oh, wow. Look at the people who invoked the act. Thomas Jefferson, human demon Thomas Jefferson, human demon Andrew Jackson. And what occasion did Andrew Jackson in the city of Norfolk, Virginia, what did he use this insurrection act on? None other than the Nat Turner slave rebellion. So I called it out before I even looked it up. When Nat Turner said no. You dig? 
October 17th in the year of our Lord, 1871, who else enacted the Insurrection Act? Ulysses S. Grant, where? South Carolina in the suppression of the Ku Klux Klan. July 22nd, 1943, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Detroit, Michigan, 1943, Detroit race riot. September 24th, 1957, by Dwight D. Eisenhower, Little Rock, Arkansas, to protect the Little Rock Nine. March 20, 1965, Lyndon B. Johnson, Alabama, provide protection to marchers during the Selma to Montgomery marches. March 1, 1992, and I'm skipping a whole bunch. George H.W., L.A. County, 1992 L.A. riots. Niggas turned up. Niggas turned up. Do you hear me? Niggas wasn't having it. So they had to send in them troops because niggas was turned up. They were sick of that police brutality and them domestic terror ambush lynchings. They were sick of those race soldiers that were hired from the deep south to come into South Central to attack black folk and keep them in line. That's your Insurrection Act. A lot of people don't know about that. Very interesting. Oh, by the way. While they said, well, black men voted for Trump, black men, black men. It was it was black women who saved the day. Black men voted for Trump. In Florida, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, check, check the stats. Don't believe me. Check the stats. They were the ones voting for Donald J with the toupee. By the way, Take a while, guess who said you could shoot rioters targeting businesses? Mr. DeSantis, no other than the Florida governor that basically. Now remember, stand your ground. Florida governor Ron DeSantis has, draft, has drafted anti-mob legislation that would expand the state stand your ground law a move that some worry would allow armed citizens to shoot and potentially kill anyone they suspect of looting so you could keep here go kanisha and jerome walking down the street there's a riot now mind you they might have just went shopping right before the ride jumps off and they're walking home to get some much needed groceries because they heard that you know maybe some race soldier was going to get off and the streets might turn up and now they're walking home and some redneck gets seized in walking home oh he's a looter blows them away zimmerman is still walking around in florida everyone knows that now desantis new legislation comes in response to month to months of protesting that frequently leads to rioting this summer in florida and across the u.s following the lynching they said the death i call it the lynching the lynching of george floyd a black man who died after a white race soldier knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes the legislation is an attempt to prevent violent and disorderly assemblies by permitting violence against anyone involved in the interruption or impairment of a business reportedly described in a draft as being a burglary within 500 feet of a violent or disorderly assembly 
according to reporting from the Miami Herald Tuesday. It allows for vigilantes to justify their actions. A former Miami-Dade County prosecutor, Denise Georges, who has worked with standard ground cases, told the Miami publication, quote, it also allows for death to be the punishment for a property crime. And that is cruel and unusual punishment. We cannot live in a lawless society where taking a life is done so casually and recklessly. Now, this was a former prosecutor in Dade County saying this dig you know what i mean now desantis an ardent supporter of donald j with the toupee who won who won in florida by just over three points reportedly submitted copies of the legislation to the state senate committee on criminal justice and the house judiciary committee according to emails obtained by the miami herald quote it's clear that the Trump beauty pageant is still going on with governors and senators who all want to be with the next Trump. Miami Beach Mayor John uh, Dan Gelber told the publication and the governor is clearly a very good contestant. Gelber, a former federal prosecutor, was also a critic of the stand your ground law when it first passed in 2005. And this was on FoxAustin.com, Fox 7, Fox News, Sly Fox, Slimy Greasy Fox. You know what I mean? So the stand your ground. There was a lot of black people that got killed down in Florida over that stand your ground where they were unarmed. You know, somebody just said, well, you know, I feel threatened. You know, this Negro is going to harm me. And they killed you. And then now you're, you're just dead. You dig? Okay. Now I didn't see that the Crying Negro Network. I mean CNN. I didn't really see if the uh, the Crying Negro Network. Uh, I'm not sure if they if they covered that. But what I want to do here is I want to cover another event since we're talking about the election. And they're already blaming black folks at the voter polls because some of the there were some errors they said at the polls. Michigan election software isn't good enough at detecting human error, an expert says. And this is from MLive.com. I'm going to post this in the chat so everybody can take a look at this. Okay. Now, Michigan's election software system should be better at catching human error, experts say, after at least two cases of flawed early results reporting on election day. Now, me being in information technology, I will tell you that you cannot fully depend on technology at all. It's not a guarantee. However, let's move right along. Some Republican leaders point to the errors among several reasons they believe the 2020 election results lack integrity. Meanwhile, state officials assure the public there is nothing to worry about. These mistakes were exceptions. The result of user error and fail safes are in place that would have caught the inaccuracies before they were certified anyway, says Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's office. Now, Iowa University prof Professor Douglas W. Jones has worked with the election software for a quarter century. He said silly clerical errors should always be expected, but voting software could do more to protect the integrity of, of election results. 
Just after midnight on Wednesday, November 4th, Randy Bishop was at the TCF Center in Detroit working as an election challenger when he first noticed something seemed off. Quote, my phone started blowing up with, uh, with what the heck's going on in Antrim County, said Bishop, who lives there. Your county went blue for Biden. This is interesting here. Now, President Donald J. with the toupee won Antrim County convincingly in 2016, receiving 62% or 8,400 votes compared to Hillary, who received 32% or 4,400 votes. Quote, I know this county forward and backwards, and I knew immediately as soon as I looked at the numbers that they were completely inverted, said Bishop, who's a conservative talk show host and chair of the Antrim County Conservative Union. It didn't take a mental giant to figure out that it was screwed up. And honestly, I didn't know how the clerk could have gone home and gone to bed with those numbers on a report. Now, Bishop said he couldn't reach the clerk's office until the following morning, at which time he notified staff of the suspected error. County election results were removed from the website, recounted, and corrected. The calls. Now, Antrim County is among 65 Michigan counties that use the Dominion voting systems equipment, which runs software created by a company called Election Source. Quote, the equipment and software did not malfunction and all ballots were properly tabulated. Okay, the SOS office said. However, the clerk accidentally did not update the software used to collect voting machine data and report unofficial results. So now what they do is they blame the clerk. Now, most of these clerks are black. Okay. Jones, who's worked extensively with Dominion Machines of Software, said two clerical errors actually contributed to the system. So... What they're basically telling you is, oh, it's software and the clerk didn't do this and the clerk did that. Now what they're trying to do is they're trying to shift the responsibility on black folks saying, oh, you done messed up some votes. But Jim Crow Joe should have been able to win this by a landslide. But that tells you there was a significant amount of black folks that wasn't trying to hear it. There was a lot of black folks, including myself, that said, hey, listen. My vote is transactional. My vote is to be earned, not given. You don't tell me what you're going to do for me. I tell you what you're going to do for me. And if that does not match, then you do not get my vote. You don't come here with a little pre-packaged chicken sandwich and a spicy cheese fry with some jalapeno and sour cream and say, here, nigga. Here, get you a little White Bear Avenue East Side, East Side 12 to a midnight snack. No, nigga. You are going to customize tangibles and benefits for me, and I'm going to deliver you a vote. And not only that, you're thinking, well, oh, well, you got Bagland DP's vote. So, you know, uh, in another four years, you're going to have my vote again. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 sir. You have to continue to provide me benefits and tangibles. You have to you have to convince me why I should get my ass out of bed and vote for you. None of this, oh, we got to get him out and he's bad for the country. None of this shaming Negro Jedi mind tricks. None of this Jabba the Hutt BS. You are going to provide something specific and explicit for my vote. Or I stay at home. And see, they're already setting it up right now where they're getting ready to tell niggas, hey, look, we ain't doing shit for black folks. 
You think I'm gonna do something for these black people? Like Kamala says, no. Well, Bagland DP, you know, you just making this all up. You, you, you just a big Trump supporter. That's why. Well, let's look at this article. Let's look all look at this article. Biden administration likely to provide U.S. citizenship to 500,000 Indians. He didn't say Haiti. He said India. Now, this is from Times of India News. A lot of times the mainstream media, they'll get they'll put stuff like this out later because they don't want the smart black media and niggas that got some brains like myself to come out here and say, hey, wait a minute, Jim Crow Joe. You keep saying, well, black women are the backbone of the Democratic Party. Well, black women should have sense enough to know, but like, hold on, nigga, what the fuck you gonna do for us? We saved the day. We're the ones that made made it possible for you to get in in office, or you could have kept Donald. But check this out. It says Joe Biden will work towards providing a roadmap to American citizens for 11 million docu- undocumented immigrants including 500,000 from India and will establish a minimum admission number of 95,000 refugees annually. And you got black folks in Washington, DC. You got black folks in Chicago. You got black folks in Baltimore. You got black folks in Pacquima. There was an article not too long ago in, in, in Pacquima. It's like 30, 40 miles outside of South central LA niggas living under the goddamn, uh, highway. You dig? Descendants of the slaves living under the highway, homeless. You're going to bypass them and going to bring all these folks through here. Black folks should have critically thought about that before we went to them polls. You're going to piss on our grave. You're going to piss. What you're doing is you're pissing in a cup. You're adding some tang or some ecto cooler Kool-Aid. And then you're handing it to us and say, hey, Nick, drink. Enjoy. You dig? Now, listen to this. As a largely immigrant community, but in some cases with American roots reaching back generations, Indian Americans know firsthand the strength and resilience that immigrants bring to the United States of America, according to a policy document issued by the Biden campaign. I didn't say it. Jim Crow Joe's campaign said it. You ain't black. Remember, he said that, too. Now, think about this for a few moments, people. Just think about this for a few moments. They know firsthand the strength and resilience that they bring to the United States. They didn't say the foundational black Americans had strength and resilience. We'll take your votes and you niggers just show up at the polls because you're afraid of Donald. So you better show up and vote. And if you ain't, you don't show up, you ain't black. And we ain't, we ain't going to do anything for you Negroes. Just shut up and dribble. You better go to the polls. Because your ancestors died so you could vote. So you niggers better vote. And see, that's how they talk to us. And then they start talking about resilience with some folks that ain't been here five minutes. And you're talking about bringing them in. So Jerome and Kanisha can't get no love. You dig? 
he will immediately begin working with Congress to pass legislative immigration reform that modernize, modernize, uh, modernizes our system with a priority on keeping families together by, provo by providing a roadmap to citizenship for 11 million undocumented immigrants, including more than a half a million from India. They want global admissions of refugee admissions to be 125,000. They bringing DACA back in billions of dollars, man. Billions of dollars we pay taxes for. And you're telling black women what you can't do. You're telling black women what you can't do. Well, Kanisha, we can't give you this little grant. We can't do this. We can't do that. That's what you're telling black women. I want to play something real quick. Joe Biden is now the president-elect and he'll be the next president of the United States. And of course, Joe Biden has delivered a speech which everyone is talking about over the last couple of days. Uh, the speech was very interesting. Of course, it was full of the kind of usual platitudes you might expect, especially in the wake of a divided country. And there were several nods to Obama within the speech uh, from Joe Biden and also Kamala Harris. Uh, but I thought what was interesting in the speech is that Joe Biden said... Uh, Black America had had his back and he is going to have theirs. Now, this is extremely uh, significant. Now, of course, it sounds good on the face of it, but a lot of critics have basically said, look, Joe Biden has not got a good track record regarding black America. Of course, he was one of the architects of the 94 crime bill, uh, which saw thousands of black people incarcerated. And of course, you know, the fact is Kamala Harris has been on record actually saying that she's not going to do anything specific for black Americans. And I think the reality is that Black Americans are dealing with grave injustices in the US. They have been for many, many years, uh, and that continues. So yeah, I think they, there's they, a... I think uh, now that they've got the vote and they've won the presidency, uh, they're going to go on and forget all about um, black Americans. Well, I think this is the kind of uh, cynical take that a lot of people, frankly, uh, are having. Uh, and I think now the task really for many people is that they're going to have to hold uh, Joe Biden's political feet to the fire, so mm -hmm. to speak, uh, to make sure he makes good on his promises uh, to black America. Of course, over the summer, we've seen massive Black Lives Matter protests throughout the country in the wake of the George Floyd uh, killing. But of course, uh, black injustice, killings at the hands of the state and also militia groups, some would say often working with the state, have been carrying on for many, many decades. And it seems a stretch to imagine that's going to uh, change anytime soon. Uh, we'll just we'll to talk about the militia groups soon. Um, bring us the online reaction to this story. So let's go first <laughs> to a tweet from filmmaker and activist Tariq Nasheed, who says, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were saved by the black vote. They and the Democrats need to be reminded of this every day as they try to use benign neglect tactics against the very black voters <coughs> who save them while they prioritize other groups. Now, before I start playing the music again, I want to be very, very clear. That was not the megalomaniacal, masochistic mainstream media. That was some folks that was from overseas. Okay. So what's happening right now, and I want to be very, very clear. The black media, the non-bootlick, non-plantation, scum-sucking, sell-out, cowardice bastards. Those, those are the people... The black media are the people that's helping push the message. 
everyone listening right here, you are the black media. If you black and you're pushing a non-plantation message and a non-plantation stance, then you are the media. A media is just a form of communication, a form of multimedia. It could be social media, anything. You're pushing the code. You're pushing the message. The social discourse, making sure it's about tangibles and making sure that we're getting something transactional for our vote, basing it on economics. Other people are having to bow to that. Jim Crow Joe and Crime Koala, I'm going to tell you what they're going to end up doing. They're going to figure out a way of benign and neglect. But what they're going to do is they're going to push Kamala out to say, hey, look, whenever a race soldier kills a black person, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, and then you're going to get the plantation Negroes, the Negroes that think it's OK to hug, hug the race soldier that ambushed your son that ate ice cream. Those are the niggas that's going to be coming out defending the race soldiers. Man, he should have pulled his pants up. All them plantation ass niggas. Oh, by the way, by the way. I thought this was very important. Let me get the music playing here. You dig? Because Tucker Carlson. Now, let me look up Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah. Tucker Carlson. Defended and Al Sharpton, your civil rights rat, defended Jim Crow Joe in the 94 crime bill. See, I told you it was some shuck and jive plantation niggas that was in the mist. Former Vice President Joe Biden's role in authoring a controversial 1994 uh, crime bill received both ridicule and support this week by bipartisan figures who say Clinton, black leaders and news media overreaction helped pass the legislation that was widely popular at this time. Now, this was from Newsweek. This is from 1994. I dug this up. Oh, yeah. I'm digging up old bones. We're going to go to the rigor mortis dead black media on this one. Biden on Thursday apologized for his mistake in supporting a 1986 bill that created wide racial disparities in crack cocaine sentencing, as well as the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994, the 94 crime bill. Fox News host Tucker Carlson and MSNBC Al Sharpton, I mean, Reverend Rat. Uh, on Friday, both sought to explain Biden's chief role in passing the crime bill that are widely derided today by both demonic do-nothing Dems and Donald J. with the toupee for spiking incarceration rates, targeting young black men and widening racial disparities in the criminal justice system still present today. Khalif Browder was a person that received the precedence from the 94 crime bill. Sandra Bland that was murdered by the domestic terrorist ambush lynching was a person that suffered from the 94 crime bill Zimmerman who murdered Trayvon Martin that was from the 94 crime bill this was the precedence that sat up the annihilation and assassination of black men Amadou Diallo 1999 New York City 41 shots crime bill 
all of these people that were murdered by the race soldiers that's precedence from the 94 crime bill so when you get plantation sambo ass fuck ass niggas talking about there was nothing wrong with the crime bill all these unarmed black men and women they suffered because of the 94 crime bill because it set the domino table effect for these things to happen to us and good trouble lewis Civil rights icon, I mean, civil rights Sambo, Trouble Lewis, he agreed with the 94 crime bill. Yeah, I said it. The nigga, the nigga that was running around talking about the police whooped his ass on Selma, his claim to fame, that fuck ass nigga rest in his grave, supported the 1994 crime bill. I said it. He supported the 1994 crime bill. Any nigga that supported the 94 crime bill is in coon, is in coon land, far as I'm concerned. Yes, he supported the 94 crime bill. It wasn't just Jim Crow Joe. Let's get on these suspected plantation niggas. A majority of the Congressional Black Caucus supported the crime bill. They're now telling us it was written by the Klan. The Fox News host said Friday night. By the way, the Republicans are saying that too, mindlessly. Joe Biden knows these bills weren't mistakes. We don't put people in jail in this country for being black. We didn't do that in the 80s and 90s. Sorry, people go to jail for committing crimes. Tucker Carlson supported the 94 crime bill. You dig? Then he backed away and said, it ain't got nothing to do with you being black. Oh, it seemed like most black folks was getting swooped up under the 94 crime bill. Three strikes, the 1986, all those 1986 laws. Crime Kuala, she's part of the 94 crime bill. Kabbalah's part of the 94 crime bill that allowed these gang enhancement acts, all of these type of stuff, not prosecuting these race soldiers. These executioner squads and these white supremacists that's in these police departments that are race soldiers killing unarmed black people because they're white supremacists. That's all from the 94 crime bill. And they have not overturned. Oh, they have not overturned the 94 crime bill. All of that set it up. So I just wanted to let you guys know. That it was some coons that supported the 94 crime bill. A whole bunch of them. The Congressional Black Caucus supported the 94 crime bill. Let's go to another article. We need another receipt. Well, Bagland DP, you being mean. You ain't telling the whole story. Well, let's go to the BaltimoreSun.com. You dig? Let's go to them. Getting our music together here. Oh, August 18th in the year of our Lord, 1994, by Karen Hostler at the Baltimore Sun. Black Caucus yields on crime bill. With the switch of at least three votes, the Congressional Black Caucus made clear yesterday that it will come to President Clinton rescue on the 94 crime bill. Oh, yeah, Obama's punk ass supported the 94 crime bill. He signed the blue, uh, the blue alert law. It was pretty much a blue lives matter or back to blue law. 
him and Eric Holder, Eric Duckface Holder. Y'all know why I ride on the demonic do nothing Democrats so hard? Because as Malcolm X said, I respect, this is what Malcolm X says. I'll never respect a liberal. I'll respect a demonic overt white supremacist any day because he stands on what the fuck he says. You ain't gotta be hiding. You know what he means and he means it well. Yes, Obama supported the 94 crime bill. I had a son like Trayvon, punk ass nigga. You, you supported the 94 crime bill because you didn't do anything to overturn it. You didn't punish not one race soldier, not one. You had the democratic, you had the house, you had the white house and you had the Senate. Oh, slithering ass nigga. You had it all. And then you said you had a son like Trayvon, you and Eric Holder's old coward ass, and y'all niggas didn't do nothing. You didn't do anything. I have a special disdain for the demonic do nothing Dems. I don't give a damn about Republicans either, but I have a special disdain and contempt for them. Because every time you come around, as Lyndon B. Johnson said, I'll have these niggers voting Democrat for the next 120 years. I have a special disgust for them because we've given you everything. We've been the Negro Night's Watch of Winterfell for over 50 fucking years. And you've given us nothing but talk. Nothing. The Congressional Coon, I mean Black Caucus. After meeting at the White House with Mr. Clinton, three Black Caucus members who had voted against the $33 billion measure up for final house vote last week announced that they succumbed to his appeals to save not only the crime bill, but perhaps his presidency. So what they did is they tried to say, well, we don't want to vote for the crime bill. And oh, oh sorry, massa. Here, I'm going to vote for the crime bill and I want you to be president. Just give me some butter biscuits. The black lawmakers got almost nothing in return. <laughs> Let me read that again. Hold on, damn it. The black lawmakers got almost nothing in return and will probably have to give up a lot along the way to pick up the moderate Republicans whose helpers also needed to make up the eight votes by which the bell, which the bill fell short last week. In fact, some Republicans raised the ante yesterday for their support. Newt Gingrich of Georgia, the House GOP whip, said the price for picking up Republican votes could be as high as $6 billion in cuts from crime prevention programs, many of which help black communities. A smaller fraction of moderate Republicans won at least $1 billion in cuts from these programs. So the Republicans said, yeah, if we fuck with the crime bill, you're going to cut us off some bread. See, I tried to tell y'all before. Niggas running around talking about, well, Donald's mean. He going to kill us all. You know, if he stays in another four years, things going to get worse. Nigga, they're already worse. I just told you that these motherfuckers been cutting deals with each other. We fight against each other. They don't. They cut deals. 
A smaller faction of moderate Republicans might want at least $1 billion in cuts from these programs. White House Chief, Chief of Staff Leon E. Panita said yesterday that the president would agree to cut $420 million. The extraordinary amount of presidential pleading required to secure the help of black lawmakers in a critical moment seemed to demonstrate not only Mr. Clinton's weakness, but also how his closest political allies resent his presumption that they will always be there. Quote, I hope this drives home the fact that none of us should ever be taken for granted, says John Lewis, a Georgia Democrat who agreed yesterday to help Clinton after having resisted the president's entreaties before last week's vote. So John Lewis, who told the youth, if you get your ass whooped by police, you should thank them. Yes, he said that. That's what he said. He said to thank the police for whooping your ass. You dig? They tried to act like they backed away, but then they slid it up because they felt like they were going to get a job. Mr. Clinton thanked caucus members yesterday for being part of the most loyal Democratic faction in Congress. Ah, got to help Massa. But 10 of the 38 black Democrats in the House voted against him when the crime bill in an embarrassing setback for the administration failed on a procedural motion. They were protesting the application of the death penalty to 60 more crimes. The White House was counting on the crime bill to help Democrats in congressional elections this fall and provide momentum to pass Mr. Clinton's top priority, health care reform legislation this year. For weeks, the entire caucus had stalled final negotiations on the crime bill because Mr. Clinton could not win Senate agreement on a provision aimed at preventing racial bias in the use of the death penalty. How the hell are you going to prevent racial bias in the death penalty if you have a 94 crime bill attacking mostly black folk? Now, this was the latest show of muscle by black lawmakers who are asserting themselves increasingly on issues such as Haiti health care reform in the federal budget shout out to crooked hillary with 38 black house democrats now compared with just 24 before the 1992 election the caucus is large enough to affect almost any bill yet the clinton administration has many squeaky wheels to grease 48 other democrats voted against mr clinton and the party leadership to block consideration of the crime bill most are conservatives from rural areas who regularly buck the president so it was the Republicans, redneck conservatives that did not want the 94 crime bill passed. It was the demonic do-nothing Democrats and the plantation niggas that passed the crime fucking bill. Tangibles, Mr. Mr. Fo 20, tangibles are probably going to start. I'm not exactly sure what party it is. We're going to have to come with, with the same kind of plan that Cube came with. It's going to have to be a plan where, I mean, we really just stall out and say, hey, look, we're building Tulsa again. We ain't voting for any fucking body. If you could give folks that ain't been here five minutes, and I know there's some bad things going on in their countries, and like I said, the kids at the border in them cages, that's messed up. However, our folks been here for 400 fucking plus years. Our people have built this shit. We should come first. America first. We should come fucking first. You see what I'm saying? 
we should go and be like, listen, if you ain't giving us anything, you're not going to shame us into a vote. You're not going to tell us, oh, well, he's so racist. And if you get him in, he's going to, man, they're already doing this shit to us. It ain't going to be no difference. Give us what's old. Okay. Not only that, if not, at least give, give us what you giving everyone else. You got Supreme Court laws for illegals, the LGBT. They done, you know, they done, they done got their shit together. They done went there and said, hey, we want our demands. We should get the same. We should be in a protected class. You kill an unarmed black person, you get in life. You kill an unarmed black person and they're working, you know, like Breonna Taylor, you get life with no parole plus 35 years with a death penalty on the table. Firing squad. No more. Oh, you're waiting, 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 waiting years for a lethal injection. No, firing squad. Bring it back. I'm old school. You murder a sister unarmed. Oh, she had children. Another 50 years. See, we got to start talking like that. None of this man police reform and let's convince the white supremacists. Let's pray. No, no, no praying. Not going to pray the white supremacy away. No, we ain't going to do that. That prayer, prayer, we can pray at home. The courts slam that mallet. Let's slam that mallet. Life sentence with no parole. If you harm an unarmed black woman that or a black man that's working in the medical field, you get another 35 years with the death penalty on the table. If you harm or rape a child, you get life life sentence with no parole with the death penalty automatically on the table. Any of this human trafficking, oh, I kidnapped a black girl. We should be in a protected class, just like the LGBT. That's fair. I don't care who, what party it is. It could be the devil himself coming down with the five harbingers of death. If he has a deal and he's saying the descendants is going to get this for your vote. Okay. What are we going to get? It should be specific. It shouldn't be none of this. Hey, you know, well, we're going to pander to this because there, it should be like my man said the last episode, it should be based on policy. You dig? It should be based like, okay, not if I like you or not. Okay. What's your policies? What are your policies? What am I voting for? Okay, I'm an American, right? I'm a citizen. What am I voting for? You dig? I don't like your policy, sir. Okay, what about this guy over here? Well, he's a Republican. He's a Democrat. Oh, it doesn't matter what he is. What do you have? Why am I interested in voting for you? It shouldn't be, well, just if I like you or not. No, I don't give a damn if I like you. What do you have specifically for me, for my people? Because remember, when when they come to us, they start talking about, well, your ancestors died so you could vote. Well, black folks was in political positions in 1870. So, okay, now what? Well, I'm just saying, though, they died so you could vote. No, let's talk about 1870 and let's talk about what happened to black people being in political parties and how were they stripped from being in their political parties during Reconstruction. Let's talk about that. Well, you know, I don't know too much about that. I'm just saying you should get vote. You should vote and, and, and for the lesser two evil. That's slave plantation, nigga. That's that, that's that prostitute red light district talk. You know, you get a pimp, a bona fide Cadillac slam, a Cadillac dough slamming pimp that tells a hoe on a stroll, hey, baby, look, before I met you, you didn't have nothing. 
That's how them old pimps used to talk. Baby, before I had, what you had before you met me, baby? You ain't never rode in a Cadillac like this. Have you ever seen voles on a stroll? Have you ever seen a diamond like this, huh? You ain't never seen, you ain't never seen no pimping like this. Now, before you met me, you was eating, you was eating double stacks with cheese. Now, now, now look at you. You know, your, your shrimp scampi with the steak. You know, you in this nice clean Cadillac. You ain't never had no Coke heels, have you, baby? See, that's how they start talking to us. They start talking to us like whores. And it's supposed to be the other way around. The polit- the politicians are supposed to be the whores. You're supposed to be able to come to them and say, hey, look here. I need my tangibles for my vote. What what good are you if you can't do anything specific for us? You become the pimp. Black folks, then they don't got comfortable being the whores, being the prostitutes of the red light district. You know, when I was watching hell on wheels the other day, the McGinn's brothers, these guys from Ireland, I think they were from Ireland or Scotland or wherever they're from. At first, they started off, they were showing. Y'all should, y'all should watch Hell on Wheels on Netflix. It's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows, okay? I, I went back and started watching it again. Before they got their little pimp stride, they were showing, like, um, they had people from their town, and they were showing, like, um, your stuff about Ireland or whatever. And it was like a little movie house they had under the tent. Then afterwards, they went and got them some, you know what I'm saying? They went and got them some little sexual goods. They went and got them some, uh, some, some naked women, you know, they start getting their little playboy. They were like the Hugh Hefner, you know? And at the while, the Swede basically told them, Hey, you need to pay up. I need tangibles. You know, I'm going to shake you down. And about five minutes later, he came back and said, y'all ain't got the bread, so I'm taking y'all down all the way. They said, well, we don't have much time. He says, well, you know, I gave you time. There's no more time. See, the Swede was coming through there. He he was coming through there like, I'm trying to think of a bully. He was trying to sug night the, the McGinn's brothers. Y'all remember that? He was trying to sug night them. And after a while, they came back on the scene. You know, they start putting in a little bit of work and then they started controlling the whores. You dig? And what they told one whore was, they said, hey, listen. I ain't got time for you to be getting sick. All I know is my money ain't coming in. And one of the ex-whores, the one one that was with Common, she came in and told them, hey, listen, you know, you need to send her to a doctor. You need to send her to a doctor. You need to send her somewhere so she can get herself fixed up. And he basically said, I ain't trying to have my holes not bringing no bread. See, but that's how they talk to us. You dig? They be talking to us like we're some straight prostitutes. And black folks be dancing in the street, all happy and celebrating. For what? What are you celebrating for? Mr. Clinton and the party leadership It says most were conservatives from rural areas who regularly bucked the president. This is embarrassing. Now listen to this. Mr. Lewis, Mr. Rangel, and Rep. Cleo Fields, a Louisiana Democrat, announced yesterday that they would change their votes to allow allow the crime, crime bill to come up for a debate, but 
would oppose the measure itself in a separate vote later. Their opposition to the bill probably wouldn't be a problem for the White House because the bill is expected to pass if the vote to consider it is permitted. Most lawmakers don't want to be seen as voting against a crime bill, even though they might be comfortable blocking it on a procedural motion. Mr. Mafoom said support for the crime bill by the Black Caucus isn't just a favor for Mr. Clinton. He said, we have put our stamp on this bill. He said, referring to crime prevention programs, the assault weapons ban and limits on use of three time loser life sentences for repeat offenders. Mr. Wynn noted that no crime bill has ever drawn so much support from black lawmakers. But by denying Mr. Clinton victory last week, blacks who opposed the measure gave Republicans and conservative Democrats the leverage to make the measure less attractive to blacks. There you go. For Baltimore, the bill would provide funding to hire more police. And you've seen what the police force has done to Fed Freddie Gray. Rest in peace. Expand drug treatment programs and resurrect police youth clubs. There you go. 94 crime bill y'all didn't think i would get that deep did you the 94 crime bill it wasn't just by jim crow joe he architected it and of course he's not gonna apologize nor repair for it let's get that clear but it was some plantation niggas that signed up for it and i gave you their names and I don't care whether they're living or they're dead. They are still suspected plantation operatives. Well, man, you shouldn't talk about people that... No, we're not going to do that. We're going to dig up the dirt and we're going to tell the fucking truth. Nigga, you signed for the 94 crime bill. You, you, you were the Negro that was on the plantation when Nat Turner said, let's turn up and let's get free. And he was like, man, I don't want to go. I want to stay on the plantation. It ain't all that bad. You were that person. Anybody that signed for that 94 crime bill, you was that person. Well, it didn't really start no incarceration to mass incarceration. Nigga, what are you talking about? They gave money and incentives specifically to the states individually. The feds gave that money up. So when they say it didn't start in mass incarceration, that's kind of like saying, you know what that's like saying? That's like saying, well, you know, and let's go back to the pimp talk. Let's go back to the pimp analogy. Well, you know, I wasn't actually prostituting her. You know, I, I, I just picked her up from the stroll from time to time. I was just giving her a ride in my Cadillac. See, that's that talk. That's that kind of talk. I was just, you know, um, you know, she, she just looked like she needs some groceries and he'd be like, well, where'd she get them heels from? Well, you know, I, I don't know about that. You know, I, I think that she must've found some in the trash can and you like, okay, nigga, you know, you're her pimp. Okay. You know, she's getting in and out of your Cadillac. You know, it seems like y'all are hand, you know, handling some money. Every time she reaches in her purse, she's handling you a big wad of money. You know, you just got this new Cadillac. And every time I see you, every six months, she's getting in your cat, she's getting in your Cadillac, and now you got this new Cadillac. She didn't bought that Cadillac, nigga. But see, they want to talk to you like that. That, that that's what that when niggas start talking about men, then start no incarceration. These are the Negroes that's running around talking. To, these were the Negroes that when Obama was around, they were like, man, no such thing as racism. 
I got me a Becky. Say, ain't no such thing. That's because in your mind. Those were those people. Anyway. What else we got? You know, this is very interesting. And it kind of goes to show that some people enjoy just killing things just to kill them. I, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I don't know, man. This, a Minnesota hunter comes across a three-foot baby alligator. Now, this dude, he was he was hunting. He was in Z, a Zimmerman native. I wouldn't mess, really mess around with Zimmerman. I don't even like the damn name. But this guy was deer hunting, and he happened to see a uh baby alligator and they said the guy was a firefighter um former military member has been hunting since he was a boy he's seen a lot of animals but nothing prepared him for when he went hunting behind a friend's property in east bethel and he said he was kind of shocked and he any um he said he saw it he made his way towards it but then spotted something else like he shot he said he he spotted and took a shot at a 10 point buck I don't know what a 10 point buck is. I, I guess that's maybe 10 points. Maybe that's, I say anywhere between 10 to 15, 20 feet away, or, or I don't know. But anyway, so he he shot the deer and there was a muddy bank um, with an alligator in it. And it was 10 feet away from him. So then he called the Minnesota uh, Department of Natural Resources and he asked what he should do. Should I shoot this thing? Should I let it swim around? And they told him to go go ahead and take it out. So he shot it. So he got a smaller, a small caliber gun. He shot the alligator. And now it's at his home. He said it's still surreal to him. And his Facebook posts were, uh, it went viral with mixed reactions. So he said, people are mad at me for shooting a baby alligator. Realistically, it's an invasive species in Minnesota. And he says he thinks it was someone's pet who dumped it when it got too big. So he's going to hang the deer and the gator in his house as a collection now we have to keep in mind do you remember when it was all those rednecks going to africa shooting lions and tigers and standing by it there was an article or a picture of a soldier i think it's true and it was this white guy that was leaned over a black child you know you know they used to hunt us like that you know but my thing is is i probably would have just let it go man i mean it probably wouldn't have been able to survive the winter they're cold-blooded species but you know i mean what's it gonna do it's three feet it's not really gonna get another 10 feet before what before winter i would have just let it go i'm not sure about this dude but what i am gonna say is this guy i wouldn't be surprised if he was at the million maga march because a lot of them folks that go into that million MAGA marks have this cunning, barbaric, Viking-like um, interest in annihilating other life. I'm just saying. A lot of them have that energy. And I don't know if it's, you know, maybe some of that native in me. I don't know if it's, you know, some of that foundational black American blood in me that gets like, okay, man, let him live. Okay, he's three feet. What is he going to do? 
you know, you were out there with the point of killing something. Well, I'm just hunting. You're not hunting for the meat. You're hunting to kill something. They enjoy killing things. So, you know, I thought that was very interesting, that article there. Now, here's another article that I thought was even more interesting. Speaking of local news here in my state, uh, Minnesota violence interrupter sideline. They asked for more police presence. People living in parts of Minneapolis hit hardest by the rise in shootings and carjackings are once again asking for more police presence to stop the violence. The, the latest cries come from the Minneapolis violence interrupters. So Don Samuels, a former city councilman, he's basically saying that there's gunshots every half hour. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, when you had people saying that they would defund the police and fevers for 20, you could comment on this yourself, brother. I mean, people were talking about defunding the police. So I think the police, a lot of them quit and they took a step back and they said, you know, well, shit, fuck it. We, we ain't really trying to rock out too much. You know what I'm saying? I think they were, you know, I think that the, the police were like, we, we ain't getting involved no more. And, 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 you know, and especially in North Minneapolis, they like, shit, we ain't about to really be responding to no niggas. And I think that's what happened. I'm not sure, but, I heard something else come out um, earlier that they're going to start having uh, law enforcement from different places. So that could be a possibility. That could be a possibility. Um, let me see what else we got here. Now, in regards to that million MAGA march, and then we'll get back to the next thing. Um, I thought something was very interesting. The Proud Boys, I believe, changed their name. But I seen some I seen a report in which one of the Proud Boys, the chairman Enrique Terrio, they basically said that he did not conduct himself with honor or courage on the battlefield. So one of the Proud Boys basically said, We're gonna change our name to the Proud Goys. We're not going to have no more token Negroes. We're not going to allow homosexuals in our ranks. That's what they said. And they said that the West was built by the white race. And this is about white folks and civilization. So we're done. After, after Donald J with the toupee took that L, they said, hey, we're going full court white supremacists. We're not going to act like we're not racist. We're turning up all the way. And we don't want no Negroes. We don't want no token Negroes. That, that's what I think happened. We don't want no more token Negroes. So I thought that was very interesting. And then, now here's something else. Check this out. All right. What do we got here? Here's another, another interesting one. I'll open that up later. All right, now listen to this. At uh, sciencealert.com, they said there was a weird molecule detected on Titan. Now, as you all know, Titan is one of the moons of Saturn, okay? Um, there's a, a film called Titan on Netflix, and I thought that was a very interesting film. I might watch that again. But 
They say Titan just got a bit weirder. Astronomers have detected C3H2 in its atmosphere, an extremely rare carbon-based molecule that's so reactive it can only exist on Earth in laboratory conditions. In fact, it's so rare that it has never been detected in an atmosphere in the solar system or elsewhere. The only place it can remain stable is the cold void of interstellar space. But it may be a building block for more complex organic molecules that could one day lead to life. Now, Titan is very different from interstellar space. It's kind of soggy, but hydro hydrocarbon lakes, hydrocarbon clouds, and predominantly nitrogen atmosphere with a bit of methane. Now, the atmosphere is four times thicker than the Earth's atmosphere. So, I'm going to post this in the chat. I might look at this a little bit later. This is very interesting. Now, let's pause this for a minute. For tangibles, let's let this roll. Remember when I talked about and I'll get into the next subject in a minute. But remember when I talked about the last episode about North Carolina with teachers topping 300,000 Microsoft certifications. Now, this was for in October 5th, 2017 in North Carolina. Um, students and teachers earned more than 300,000 professional certifications through the Microsoft Imagine Academy. Now, I told you guys before that I had a class where I was instructing people in tech and in, in, uh information technology and what ended up happening was i got a lot of brothers and sisters you know and other people of other races um certified in information technology and helping them with jobs okay now 30 or i'm sorry nine of 36 north carolina high school students who earned top honors in the 2016 and 2017 north carolina microsoft they got the microsoft the mos uh they got into the microsoft mos competition was recognized so they were using word powerpoint excel access all of these um in addition to celebrating the 300,000 certification milestones 36 north carolina students were recognized uh as top three finishers in the six different categories of the 2017 north carolina microsoft office specialist competition so they put their names up. I'm not going to put their names, but in North Carolina, uh, from 2011 to 2017, they used Microsoft Imagine Academy to get these certifications. And a lot of these people, they came from high school and went straight into college or went straight into the workforce. Like some of our kids or I mean, some of our ancestors have done. And I think that's a good thing. Why can't that happen in Minnesota? They should have something for their descendants in Minnesota. Anyway, as we keep on going, now what you're hearing in the background, you're probably wondering like, well, damn, what the hell is all of this weird looking noise or weird sound of noise? This is, I'm putting the sounds up from Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares Part 2. Now, we like to talk about politics, tech, and tangibles. So, 
Little Nightmares 2. I got the audio. And I was watching, I think Gamecom did a, um, they showed the first 15 minutes of it. Uh, the, the person that developed this game was Tarzir Studios. Now, Little Nightmares 2 is supposed to come out in uh, February 11, 2021. And I will be buying that. Hopefully I'll be playing it with my son. Um, but um, it got produced by Bandai Namco Entertainment, okay? Now, I didn't beat the entire game of Little Nightmares 2. Of course, I'm an Xbox fan. I got my Xbox 3, uh, my Xbox One, I'm sorry. And what I loved about Little Nightmares, it it was almost like being a little kid in like a, a giant atmosphere. I mean, it was incredible. Um, so it showed a couple little Little Nightmares 2, the trailer, or not the trailer, but the 15 minutes, it showed like a um more of a a spoiler you know so at first i was like man you know i, I was talking to my homie titan some some you know about a month ago or so and i'm like bro i said man i can't wait to see what play did i can't wait to see how little nightmares 2 looks he's like man bro i don't even want to see it but little my little nightmares 2 is bigger than the first little nightmares now it's using the unreal engine 4 which was incredible in the first one um, I noticed at the first part of the uh 15 minute spoiler, it kind of reminded me of inside. It kind of reminded me of inside. Hold on, like I think somebody's sending me a text. Maybe they'll call in. Kind of reminded me of inside, okay? But I'm really looking forward. I really am looking forward to how um, I'm looking forward to this release because it's like you're you got an AI con computer control character, which is going to be really dope. Um, the music, as you can hear right now, it's um, I'm trying to think how I could like I said, I know they they had there's no way that they could they could have created this video game without using some of limbo's um influence it's impossible it's impossible that they could have used it's impossible that they didn't use limbo's influence because i see limbo all around this limbo and inside especially limbo so but i thought that was really dope there's nothing wrong with using in some using some influence as long as you you know you give up the game like me, I always give up the game to the new black media. I always give up the game to Dr. Claude Anderson, John Henry Clark. Hey, you know, all the time. That's where I get the game from. Uh, Joe Biden's thoughts on reparations. I don't think he's interested in it at all. Fever's full 20 in the chat asking a question. Yeah, Jim Crow Joe, Jim, Jim, he's not interested in it at all, man. He's not really interested in reparations. You know, he doesn't even want to give basic tangibles. Like I just read from 2011 to, you know, the next three, four years after 2011, you had North Carolina that was doing Microsoft certifications. That's something. See, remember when, let me see if I can pull this up. Let me see Amazon HQ 
Minneapolis. Oh, here it is. Now I'm going to post. Here's the reason why Minneapolis. Yeah. No, no. Kamala's not interested in the reparations at all. She's definitely not. None of them are interested in the reparations. They don't want any tangibles for black folk. Bubba's in a live studio. Give us a call. No. Crime Kamala, she's not interested in the reparations. Jim Crow Joe is definitely not. Bubba's live. Bet, bet. If y'all got headphones on, feel free to give us a call. Tell us what you think. And this little nightmare is playing in the background. I was telling Bubba, Bubba, you need to get a little nightmares. I don't know if it's on uh no headphones. Okay. Well, that's fine. You can hit me on speaker. Uh, you know, if you're free. No, little nightmares. Anybody now, since we're talking about politics, tech, and tangibles, we're talking about tech now and a little bit of politics. Anybody with Xbox One, you need to go ahead and get that damn um that Xbox Live Ultimate Gold. Is that what they call it? I think it's Xbox Live Ultimate Gold, fifteen dollars a month. It's like Netflix for, for Xbox. You get all you get everything. It ain't even no point to buy nothing no more. No, but little, little nightmares, little nightmares is something you definitely want to purchase. You can you can't get they don't put that on gold. They don't put that on live. Little nightmares is worth every damn penny. You know, you got a lot of games that'll hold its value. But no, Jim Crow Joe and Biden. See what 420, what, what's gonna happen, bro, is Kamala's basically going to, like I said, Donald's gonna have to leave. You know, he's gonna have to he's going to have to get rid of the sore loser complex. He's gonna have to leave. You know, he's gonna have to um what he's gonna end up doing, bro, is he's just gonna have to pass the torch. Now, don't get it twisted. He don't want to. But what is he going to do? He has to leave. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all he could do is really get mad. There, there ain't nothing we can really do, bro. He he can't do anything. He's, he's basically going to have to... Um, He's just going to have to just roll with the punches. He'll probably get like another um, reality show or some shit like that. He's going to have to get a reality show. And I think what's going to end up happening with him is he's once he gets a reality show, well, I don't know what's going to happen with Putin. So, hold on. Let me uh Let me bring that back. I don't know. He he might he might owe Putin some bread. He might, I don't know. He might he might owe he might owe Putin some bread. He might have to pay uh Putin some money. So, you never really know what he's going to do. And this is an excellent game, y'all. 
It's it's an excellent game. Y'all should go. Y'all should actually go online and look up the trailer. It's an incredible game. It's amazing. Anybody that's interested in um, let's see who what else did Tarzair Studios develop? Okay, question: What changes in the Black Nation now that the crime? The crime bill Biden is, is the pre nothing changes. The only thing is you get a bunch of celebrating Negroes, a bunch of Negroes is happy that Donald is out. But what they're going to start doing is they're going to, you know, like I said, uh, not too long ago, the LGBT, you know, and they had uh, illegal aliens and LGBT something pass in the Supreme Court to um, prioritize them. It's going to focus on their rights while black folks is basically getting slaughtered out here. You know, black folks is out here getting slaughtered. You dig? And the way that they're, what they're going to do is every time that a race soldier kills an unarmed black person, they're probably going to send out their Negro. Actually, you know what? I seen an article that it was some niggas from MSNBC. They're MSNBC contributors some more Negro tools. And I heard that they're going to be hired to be on the Biden administration. So it's going to be like another Obama. The difference is, is this is post Trump. See, this is the first time in history. That's there's one good thing. And some people may beat me up for this. There's one good thing that Donald J with the toupee gave us. He really showed us the true face the dna and the nucleus of the system of racism white supremacy so now even the coon ass niggas even the coon niggas with the beckys they're in a weird position right now they're in a real weird position right now shout out to titan for breaking that down to me some months ago he said man the coons because i didn't understand it at first he had to break down and peel back the fabric for me he said man the sambos and the coons they're in a very weird position yeah he set the bar so anybody could be president shit your damn goldfish should be, could be president but you need to watch that watch that watch that documentary on netflix on donald trump a lot of people think trump is just stupid no he ain't stupid at all. Rude, racist, okay, not stupid. Don't get it fucked up. Don't ever get it fucked up. Go to www.trumpproperties.com and look at all the property they own all around the goddamn world. They ain't, they ain't close to being stupid at all. Now, they may play like he really don't know nothing. Oh, they know what they're doing. They're not dumb at all. He has a plan. So, I mean, what he did is, uh, oh, back back to these coons. The coons are in a weird position because they might have a Becky, but right now Becky's looking at the coon like, okay, nigga, um, the person that I supported the most lost. So where do you stand? So the coon is in a weird position because he's like, well, damn, I don't really want to go back to black society. I can't fuck with Jerome and Kanisha, but I can't fuck with Becky because Becky's kind of looking at me like, okay, nigga, you're a plantation bedbuck, but what do you really do for me? I mean, we're in this race war. Where do you stand? 
See, that's another thing about the about the coon. The coon is dangerous. The sambo is ten times more dangerous. The sambo knows that him being a coon could benefit, and the sambo will do anything to undermine the coon or the other black person, especially someone on code. But the coon, a lot of times, you'll be trying to explain to the coon, "Hey, look, man." Don't think just because you with Becky that you might just be able to walk down the street and the race soldiers won't bother you. You've had a lot of unarmed black men, believe it or not. I hate to say it, but you had a, you've had your share of unarmed black men that were coons and they end up getting killed by the race soldiers because they thought, well, hey, he won't do nothing to me. I love white folks, so man, you know, I'm a coon. And they took him out just the same. So the coon doesn't really know. The Sambo understands it. The Sambo understands it very well. Yeah, he's going to get all his bread. And like I said, I think Pence is going to basically just say, hey, look, man, we're going we gonna to pardon you. See, if you look at Trump's policies and you look at Donald's policies outside of the COVID-19, I don't really want to diminish what has happened to people during the COVID-19. But what I will say is, let's say the COVID-19 wasn't around. Let's bring this back two years ago. If you look at Biden's policies, they're 50 times worse than Donald's. Oh, my God. They're like the most satanic policies. The 94 crime bill, the 86. I mean, this nigga was raised by stone cold segregationists. He praised George Wallace of Alabama that was spraying black folks with water hoses, murdering black folks. I mean, if you look at the record, everybody gets caught up with who's nice. But if you look at the record, and if you put a list, this is what I do when niggas start talking about, well, you know, I don't like this person. Never. Write a list. What has this person done over 40 years? And what has this nigga done over four years? Well, the Central Park Five, nigga, we got about 100,000 fucking Central Park Fives just in the state of California. The Central Park Five, okay. That was in the 80s. And that was after Al Sharpton, your Negro puppet that you worship so hard, was hanging out. All them niggas was hanging out with Donald, and they knew he was just like that. Donald ain't sitting up listening to no damn CNN. He ain't sitting here listening to Van Jones and this coon-ass niggas. He ain't listening... That's what I'm saying. He he was up there with Don King and Sharpton and Messy Jesse and, you know, Mike Tyson. He's hanging out with 50 Cent. He's hanging out with all your rap niggas, all your favorite rap niggas you worship. He was hanging out with all them niggas. And then when he got in the office, they like, well, shit, man, I don't know if we want him to be president. You see, so it's not like it's. It's not like they don't know who he is, but really what Donald did and what I appreciate is he let white supremacy reign to where the plantation niggas couldn't say that white supremacy doesn't exist. See, remember when you used to talk to the old people, when you used to talk to a lot of niggas and be like, man, you know, this white supremacist, man, you just got to pray about it. You really couldn't get a real conversation. You couldn't get anything concrete. You couldn't get anything constructive out of these niggas. They just tell you just to go to church. And then you're like, well, damn, I, I went to church and this nigga Dylan Roof shot me. What the fuck do I do now? Well, you know, you just got to keep on, keep on. Okay, well, what do we do after that? Well, you just got to wait. I'm like, damn, nigga, this sounds like being back on the plantation. I'm going to wait until I'm fucking free. Okay, what do I do next? Well, you know, you just got to leave it to people. 
after a while, black people start, young black folks start saying, all right, fuck these niggas. We ain't listen to these old ass niggas. These niggas is done. So, okay, now let's figure this out. Turn up. You lynch George Floyd, turn up. No, it doesn't. Praying, praying is part. Praying is for is, is part of peace. In my opinion, God expects us. In my opinion, God expects us to do some type of action. Now, that type of action, I don't know what that is. But what I'm saying is, He gave us hands. He gave us feet. He gave us ears. That's the most important thing. Ears and eyes. I think ears and eyes are the most important thing that we have. When the Israelites marched on, was that Canaan? When the Israelites marched on those walls, if they would have just sat there and said, well, we just going to wait. No, sing, march, put in work. And what happened? The walls of Jericho fell down. If people would have sat back and said, well, you know, no, I want you to do it for me. The Lord would have been like, nigga, I didn't gave you hands and feet. You're going to produce justice. You're going to do something. I gave you an instruction. March around the walls of Jericho and sing. Put in work. Well, you know, I don't want to sing. I just want to go home and I just want to sit and I want you to do everything for you. No, that's not how the Lord works. You're going to produce. You're going to do something. You're not going to sit on your ass and talk about what you ain't going to do. And we done got around to doing that too much. King Solomon. King Solomon. Matter of fact, hold on. God damn it. Fuck that. We about to start promoting these black owned businesses right now. Phil Solomon Restoration, LLC, wall repair, toilet installation, cabinets, doors, sinks, painting, carpentry. Call 612-298-9852. Call or you can email him at philsolomonrestoration at outlook.com. Specifically looking for black folks, 15 hours or 20 hours per week. Start time 5 p.m. to Monday through Friday. Now offering limo services, looking for truck drivers, labor, etc. You do not need to have your CDLs. Contact Phil Solomon Inc. at Outlook.com. Go to www.accelerateclasses.com for your Excel, Python, Data Science, SQL, Aura, Coding, HTML, CSS, Boot Camps. Go to www.lakestreetlegend.com. This brother has some excellent work. Go to www.lakestreetlegend.com legend.com you can get your clothes printed you know so shout out fevers 420 you want to go to www.lakestreetlegend.com that brother could get you know your t-shirts together your hoodies your hats you know what i'm saying um go to www.keytoloa.com that's www.key2 that's t-o-l-o-a.com now that is a black owned comic book Go to www.scentit.company.com. Excellent candles. Scentit.company.com. Go to www.centerfiretacticalgear.com. Bubba, you just got a new pole you told me. Get your shit customized. Get that laser on there so you got accuracy. Um, It's a black-owned business. Centerfiretacticalgear.com. Go to www.onpointarmsllc.com. You might get your might want to get your legal consent and carry. Uh, www.itmasterkey.com get your online IT certifications 
www.iwantamask.com to get your KN95 certified mask and go to www.thesafetypouch.com. This allows you to keep your wallet in no reaching distance if the race soldiers pull you over. Man, man, savage. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get rid of oppression. You have to you have to produce action. You have to produce justice. You have to produce justice. All right, let me see what else we got. Now, before we go, Oh, I got, I got, I got to put this out. I know one of my men, one of my mans in them. He works at the Department of Labor. So he sent me what they call the operating engineers apprenticeship readiness. Now, what they have now is the DCA and IO, or I'm sorry, IUOE local 49. It sounds like a, uh, for any of you labor folks and uh, labor unions know about this, uh, they got operating engineers and apprenticeship readiness. So they partners with the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 49, to offer the new operating engineers apprenticeship readiness pathway. Okay. And it's tangibles. Students will be offered semester-based online courses for operating engineer readiness. So construction explorations, basic grade and construction math, basic construction equipment fundamentals, and basic maintenance of mobile equipment. So uh, there's opportunities for visits uh, for students to visit the local 49 training center in Hinkley, Minnesota, and have access to the mobile simulators. Now, students participating in the pathway will take a series of classes that will prep them to enter the operating engineer's apprenticeship program. Now, students may enroll in one or more courses offered. They are not required to commit to all courses offered and can be enrolled based on skill and education level. Now, these courses have flexible schedules to allow the students to be concurrently enrolled in their regular courses at their brick and mortar school. So you can go to school. Now I'm looking at a plan of study, manufacturing, operating engineers. Now I'm not sure if Jim Crow Joe and Crime Kamala is talking about bringing back a lot of manufacturing. I don't know. I heard them say something against oil and all of that. But black folks especially, they now they mention the plan of study. Um, hold on, let me get some. Get my music going again. Hold on. Now it says the plan of study. Uh, they're you know they got freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year. It looks like a lot of these classes that they're offering, you can basically use these classes while you're in high school. So you know any young brothers and sisters out there? If they're if they got, they could basically add these classes and use them for their graduation requirements. They mentioned something about CERTAPORT certifications, recommended certifications to student organizations. 
Now, that uh, Microsoft Imagine Academy, I told you in North Carolina, those certifications were likely offered by Certiport. Certiport offers some of the more entry-level certifications. That's very good for you to have coming out of high school. So this is the kind of things that black folks need to be looking at here. I'm looking at it right here. Operating engineers. We need engineers. We need scientists. We don't need no more shucking and jiving and dancing in the goddamn 94 West. We don't need it. Niggas sitting out there looking goofy. Niggas sitting out there looking like targets. We need people to know how to operate construction equipment. We need more civ civil engineers. We need more bridge engineers. We need people that can build and produce. Walmart does not need to be the end of the goddamn road. Well, you know, you know, you just talking bad. You trying to undermine, you trying to make people feel bad. No. And answer your question, crime Kamala and Jim Crow Joe. See, just looking at this, I, now I got this sent from the Department of Labor. My man is the Department of Labor. It should be thousands of these damn things, especially with information technology coming out for the descendants since we saved the day. Because I'm telling you, if we would have all stayed home, we would have had Donald again. And that would have really forced people to get on their shit, if I really want to keep it clear. but niggas get get to go back to sleep for a while <laughs> for the next six months niggas need to go need they get to get they get to go back to sleep well it ain't that bad no more Donald's out okay all right nigga give it till summertime when you have a bunch of Trayvons running around here and a bunch of Zimmermans talking about up oh, uh crime Kamala's not gonna charge me Kyle Rittenhouse they get charged. They get charged the guy for providing them, them 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 choppers to Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm interested to see if Kyle Rittenhouse goes to jail at all over this shit because it's very shifty. Expect crime Kamala to let Kyle Rittenhouse walk. Give it another eight months. Mark my word. You heard it first here. Kyle Rittenhouse might just walk. You dig? He might walk. He want a man. They got the evidence. You know the race soldiers let him go. I think I think Kamala's just looking at it like, damn, Joe. You know, you didn't put me on. So you know, Joe's gonna basically, you know, she's gonna do his bidding. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when she said she was the top cop of California, she wasn't bullshitting. She's like, man, you know, I'm really the top cop. You know what I'm saying? She's looking at it like, yeah, I locked all these niggas up. She don't, she don't really feel sorry about that. Whenever she's asking, they ask her question, they ask questions about crime Kamala. Whenever they ask her questions, you know, about her locking up black people, she laughs and giggles and smiles. I mean, ain't no black woman going to do no shit like that unless she really enjoys it. So, I mean, she may look like us. She may sound like us for a little bullshit for sororities or whatever. But um, I would say you said who's better, Kamala or Hillary? They're one in the same coin. Um, Hillary, if Hillary would have got in, it would have been like another Donald situation. But it would have just sounded good. It would have just been like... um. 
it wouldn't have been she wouldn't have said like oh well you know find people on both sides she wouldn't have said that yeah she ain't black she that she ain't black she's she's not a descendant so she she doesn't look like i said when she sees kanisha and jerome she looks at us like how hillary looks at us so when you ask hillary like when the black lives matter niggas was like hey hillary what you gonna do what you gonna do for black folks and under the wikileaks you've seen the wikileaks shit like you know they said hey don't promise these niggas nothing just just talk about how they feel you know so you know like and we're not even it's it's not so much that niggas is tripping on the racial you know shit. i mean lineage matters that 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 all matters i mean like i take that shit serious because when niggas start talking sideways against the descendants i'm like hold on nigga. the reason why you fucking here is because of us so that shit matters but if she, it, it, even if she was just Indian and she was kind of, you know, it's like, yeah, nigga, I grew up in Oakland and, you know, I'm Indian, but I'm a nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going I'm to look out for the descendants. I can't do everything. I mean, you know, I'm a top cop. I'm a prosecutor, but I'm I'm going to prosecute a couple of race soldiers. You know what I'm saying? um What am I going to do for black folks? She could have spun it a little different. Like, man, I, I can't do nothing just for y'all, but... um I'm an advocate. Like I, I, I'm gonna prosecute these race soldiers. I, I, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna. But see, that's why they hired her. That's what we got to understand. They wouldn't have put her in that position, and it could have been anybody. It, it could. It, it wasn't just necessarily her. It could have been anybody. It, it could have been. It could have been any black person, um, that they found as a Negro tool. It could have been any black person. It, you know, it didn't have to be her. But since you talking about you want us to support you, then then hell yeah, we, we have a right to get on your ass. You know, we have a right to say, hold on, you know, saying you you want us to support you. So. Hey, um, you're talking about what you want. You want us to do a bunch of shit for you. But when you when we ask you what you're going to do for us. You don't want to do anything at all. You want to talk about what you can't do. You dig? You want to talk about what you can't do. I can't do nothing specifically for y'all. So, I mean, it's, it's not much to celebrate. She don't mention her pops. You said her pops was is Jamaican. She's not black, but she don't really mention her pops. And... Uh, the, the birth certificate I seen, she it says her mama's white. I mean, you y'all know the India India got a caste system. If you look, if you look like Danny Glover, nigga, you ain't going nowhere in India. If you poor and you look like and you got the complexion of Danny Glover, nigga, you ain't going nowhere. If you look like goddamn uh, Britney Spears, then you going somewhere. It's a caste system. It's a caste system. You dig? So, I mean, when they started talking about, and when I look at, I wasn't going to bring this up in today. I mean, I talked about it a little bit, but hold on. We might as well, hold on. We might as well bring this shit up, okay? Let me look at it. Hold on. I want to, I want to, I want to open this up. On the website. All right, now this is on this is on JoeBiden.com. Okay. Now 
this is a whole sheet. Now, the black media already broke this down, but it w since we're talking about it, we might as well, you know, I'll stay on for a little, about another 15, 20 minutes or something. But I'm, I'm saying, OK, it says Joe Biden's agenda for the Indian American community. Now, the Indian American community. Now, remember. It says here as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Now, I'm not saying this myself. I'm quoting this from the JoeBiden.com website. Diverse and vibrant communities of Indian Americans enrich the fabric of our nation in every state of the union. They don't talk to black people like this. They don't talk about what we enrich and how vibrant we are. They don't say that about us. But I'm just let's just keep going. So they start talking about working in partnership with their communities. See, we have populations. A lot of black folks say, man, we got communities. No, we don't have any communities. There's no such thing as a black community in this country. We have neighborhoods, as Dr. Claude Anderson said. We do not have black communities. Our shit does not go around six or seven times. It says celebrate our commute contributions to America's success, prosperity, and safety. And like I told y'all before, a lot of Indian managed service provider companies, there's a lot of companies like if you look at TCS, you look at HCL, it's equivalent to Cargill. So you have a lot of these Indian companies that are big multi-billion dollar global companies that use managed service providers, especially in the information technology sector. And what they do is they bring over these H-1B visas. They give them a little bit of nothing because they don't want to feel like they want like slumdog millionaire. They were like, fuck it. I'll go to America. I'll go to America. You know what I'm saying? I'll convert my money back to rupees. I'm telling you, they, they talk a lot of these Indian folks in Infotech. They broke down the game to me. They said, man, hey, DP. Look, man, in India, we have rupees. And I said, how much is a rupee? He said, well, American money is more. So we could send money back home and we could be straight. We could come out here and work for a month, for a little while. We could work for a few years and then we'll go back home where we'd be straight. We'd be living like kings up in, up in this bitch. That's, it's been many in Indian that has told me this. I've worked in the information technology field. They've told me this many times. And matter of fact, if you're a Citrix engineer, they don't do this bullshit like over here in the U.S. Oh, I got to work on my job year after year after year for a punk ass raise. No, that's not how it works over there. The way they express this to me is that they'll they'll work a year and then they'll go to another job after a year and just get some more bands. And they'll keep doing that over and over and over and over. And that's how they get their bread. Anyway, let's get back. Um, they're deeply invested, core elements of this, this, that, and the third. Now, Biden will ensure that South Asian Americans are represented in his administration, starting with his vice presidential nominee, Senator Kamala Harris, whose mother immigrated from India to study and build a life in the U.S. Do they talk the, that same way to Haitian immigrants at this current juncture in time? Then they start my COVID-19 stem the rising tide of hatred and big bigotry, the rising tide to lift all boats, all that bullshit. Since Donald took office, the number of hate crimes that take place across our country is greatly increased. By the way, Minnesota, quite a bit. Um, 
according to the FBI's hate crime statistics, the Fedexini Alfredo's, then it says we have a president who in clear language and in code encourages and emboldens prejudice and hatred. Well, you passed a 94 crime bill. There was nothing more codified than that. Let's keep going. Indian Americans of all backgrounds, Hindu, Sikh, Muslim, Jain, and others have been subjected to bullying and xenophobic attacks. And um, during the Obama, listen to this, people. I don't get beat up on Jim Crow Joe and Eric Holder. During the Obama-Biden administration, the FBI expanded its hate crime stats program to include Sikhs, Hindus, and Buddhists. As President Biden will directly address the rise in hateful attacks and enact legislation prohibiting someone convicted of a hate crime from purchasing or possessing a firearm. Y'all talking about doing all this shit to folks that ain't even from here. Yet you tell us you ain't black. Niggas was super off fucking cold for getting that motherfucker in. Niggas was off cold as hell for breaking the neck to get that nigga in, bro. Because listen how they talk. This nigga got a whole fucking page. Security needs and house of worship. Man, the house of worship, the brothers that got killed, all them black folks that got killed out there in South Carolina by Dylan Burger King, Dylan Roof, they bought this nigga a Burger King. Running around talking about a house of worship. Are you out your mind? I mean, man, this page don't stop. Xenophobic spray painted. Uh, this guy was defaced and all this shit. Secure our values as a nation. And it look, he says it even and then now. Y'all thought I was just bullshitting. Y'all thought I was just talking out my ass, talking about when well, let me just pull some articles so I could demean some people. No, it's right on the damn page. JoeBiden.com. I mean, fuck. Man, listen. He will immediately begin working with Congress to pass legislative immigration reform to modernize our system. 11 million undocumented immigrants, more than 500,000 from India. STEM program, specialty jobs to protect wages and workers, expanding the number of visas offered and eliminating the limits on employment-based green cards. Black women were off code as fuck for breaking their necks to support this nigga that was good. He's talking, I'm telling you, I've been in the infotech technology for my whole damn life. These H-1B visas cut our wages and make sure niggas don't get no damn work. Naturalization, DACA, global refugee. Ain't no refuge, ain't no sanctuary for descendants in South Central. Ain't no, ain't, ain't, ain't no, ain't no, uh, uh, refuge ain't no refugee census. Uh, uh, ain't no sanctuary cities for niggas in Baltimore. Freddie Gray getting killed by the race soldiers wasn't no sanctuary. What about Zimbabwe? I don't really hear no program for for. And you know how you know how I am. Fever's full twenty. You know we go hard on immigrant coons. We go super hard on immigrant coons. Oh, my God, we go so hard on them. But I ain't hearing no energy for Haitian immigrants. I'm not hearing no no energy from South African immigrants. They didn't say anything about these niggas. Nothing. 
honor and diversity. They keep talking about Obama administration. I mean, man, this shit is sickening. Support the U.S.-India partnership. That's what I'm saying. These folks is coming over here on a free ride. While the descendants and see now some of these African immigrants talking about, well, you know, you just don't like immigrants. They're going to start attacking you as well. Second, third generation African immigrants, they're going to start cutting off your shit as well. They're, they got a whole plan set aside. I just looked at the website. This ain't my opinion. The hell with my opinion. Bagland DP, my opinion may not mean shit in two weeks. This is what they said. That's a buffer class. They're basically saying, hey, look, we're going to bring over these. Now, no support. None. But all these, oh, sister girl, and I got to go vote. And if you don't vote, you vote for Trump and all this bullshit. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care. They got on cube. I say this before, man. They got on cube for no reason. This brother went to the Dems. The Dems start talking about that. You ain't black bullshit. We'll get with you after the election. I told y'all about that pimp red light district shit. Oh, well, baby, you know, like, okay. Well, why you beat me, Jerome? Oh, baby, I love you. I love you. But you said you wouldn't beat me. You remember Harpo from Color Purple? Harpo beat me. Harpo beat me. You remember Harpo from Color Purple? Start whooping on, uh, 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 not Seely. What was her name? Somebody help me out. Color purple. Slave labor, bubble. Yep, slave labor. Harpo, Harpo beat me. You don't hear from the Me Too, Me Too movement anymore, do you? You don't hear from the Me Too movement, do you? You don't you don't hear from the sex trafficking crimes out there in this uh 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 was it not not Eritrea or was it um somewhere in Africa they sex trafficking I didn't see that I mean let me pull this shit up they out there sex trafficking you got folks from uh, these Arabs out there uh kidnapping black folks from East Africa um calling up their families telling them hey you better cut the check or um we going you know you ain't going to see your family again they're finding bodies on the shore stealing organs ain't heard the us say a word You know, I go hard on immigrant coons, but when them black folks, when, when in China, when they start talking about, well, you know, um, you know, they, 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 they told the Africans they got to leave town. Y'all remember that a couple months ago? I ain't never been to Africa. I don't know if I'll ever go to Africa. But when they started t telling them black folks, when they started telling Africans, you have to leave town and they started mistreating them Africans in China, telling them they have to leave and beating them up and doing all this shit during the COVID. When, when did that happen? Somebody help me out in the chat. I said, I ain't buying no more chicken fry rye. I'm serious. Now, the liquor store, there's a couple, you know. All the liquor stores out here in Maplewood, man, they, I don't, no niggas on that. But there's one down the block. I'm about to start fucking with them. But I'm saying other than no chicken fried rice, I swear. Told my wife, ain't, ain't no, 
give me get my nails done. Nope. It, it no. Is it black owned? Nope. Ain't spending no money with no Asians. Black man DP, you racist. Okay. Fine. I can't own and control anything that makes a modification of somebody's daily bread. It's impossible for black people to be racist. We do not own and control anything. So, I mean, I I I ain't shop with no Asians, no Asian businesses. And I don't want nothing to happen to them, but I ain't shopped, I ain't spent a dime, not a goddamn penny. And I won't shop until they give the Africans justice in China. Until they give the Africans justice in China. And like I said, I'm not, I'm 400 years removed from Africa. But the code requires me to act in a way that I don't spend a penny. Not a dime. No more chicken fried rice. No more nail shop. No. I done spent tons of money with these folks. Hurry up and buy. Oh, the Africans have to leave China. Okay, you don't get no more money from me. Not a penny. Not one shilling, not a peso. You don't get a dime. Bubba, you know, I like I said, you know, I ain't spent not, I want some chicken fried rye so bad. I ain't spent a dime on no chicken fried rye ever since they told, ever since they started mistreating them African brothers over there. They don't know anything about me. I remember the brothers and sisters in Chicago was trying to get niggas on code, telling black folks they done whoop some sister's ass and these niggas still showing up getting their nails done in Chicago. And all them black folks down in Chicago started rallying against them through a brick through the window. Y'all remember when that happened? You ain't about to assault our sisters and then we turn up and spend money with you. They had a bunch of hood rats down there that was still spending money with them. The other sisters was telling them, hey, y'all off code. You spending money with these motherfuckers and they cussing sisters out, talking about, well, you know, um, hitting on the sisters and all that. The brother went down there and said, hey, look, all the sisters up in here, you better get up out of here. I'm about to throw this brick through this window. You better get up out of here. And they wouldn't leave. So come, the bricks come through. The bricks come through. Straight up. We got to get our house in order, man. It's our time. Everybody else has got free freebies. Everyone else has got freebies. Everyone else has been sitting around reaping the benefits from us and it's over with. The meek will hit inherit the earth. So our time it's time for our shit. I mean, you got the MAGA crowd, the million man MAGA march. They up there, they fight for their rights and are and you know they have a right to protest. They have a right to go up there to DC and complain for no apparent reason. Okay, fine. Y'all want to go up there and not wear your mask with your little AR-15s and your pickups and your little Confederate hat? Okay, cool. I ain't got a problem with that. I don't. I'm not about to drive up there and protest against your ass. Well, you shouldn't be wearing no mega hat. Fuck that. 
build a business, get a goddamn LLC. Try that for a change. Will you know I don't like I don't like that? Okay, fine. Let them let them protest. You want to drive your little pickup truck? Okay, now it's time for niggas to get a canic. It's time for niggas to start getting their canics and their shockwave 590s and protecting themselves. The Second Amendment says that. You can protect your home. You can protect yourself. You do not have to be a victim. The framers, I mean slave owners, the framers wrote it in there. You can protect yourself. That's what it says. The Constitution wasn't written for us, but that's what we have to use. As a citizen of the United States, you have to use the Second Amendment by word of the framers, by word of the Constitution. Something that was not written for us. We have to use it. She's not a black American. Not at all. And like I said, that that wouldn't bother me. That wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't even care. It wouldn't bother me at all. It, 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 I, she could look like Britney Spears. But if she's sitting up here saying, you know what? I'm about to get justice for y'all. Right is right, right, wrong is wrong. You wanted our support. You have your Timberlands on. You're pandering. You listen to Tupac. Cool. Okay. Now, deliver. Well, you can't do that because that's not what you signed up for. That's not what you really signed up for. So you can't deliver. You're not going to deliver. You're not going to deliver. That's not what you do. You were hired for this job to mind the store. You was going to be the nigga at the grocery store that whenever somebody comes through and steals something, you're going to break your neck, even if you get shot in the process. That was your job. Mind the store. Token high yellow nigga. Mind the store and... You and your little white husband, just mind the store. Take this big paycheck. You, We know. And see, the people that put her in office, you got to keep in mind that they, you know, they vet these Negroes and they make sure that they're the way they are. It's not like she was like this five minutes ago. We got to keep this in mind. She wasn't like this five minutes ago. This has been a lifelong process of coonery. And I don't even know if it's coonery because it's not like she was black in the first place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She wasn't like a nigga that, you know, she didn't grow up like us. She started probably dealing with black people later on. Oh, I listened to Tupac and stuff. I mean, have you ever, okay, everybody, every black man on this channel, they know, they know. You know how like you could meet a white girl. And she could say, well, hey, I like you. I want to date you. And, and then you could be like, okay, she's never really been around niggas. Like, she's honest. Like, she's never really, you know, she's like, okay, I want to date a black man. She's looking at it like, okay, whatever. She's never really been around no niggas. So it's all new to her. You've seen the movie Get Out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I voted for Obama. You've seen the movie Get Out. Y'all need to watch that again and break that down. But then you get like, 
you might have like a a white woman that always been around niggas from day one. So she doesn't have to put on this facade, really. Like, I mean, she kind of she knows she knows not to say the nick the n word. She knows that off top. She ain't even gonna play that game. You see what I'm saying? So she kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like she she's not even gonna get in that. So it's not that type of situation. It's like, okay, I've been around niggas after the fact. I identify with these other folks and let me play this role because I got a bunch of coon ass niggas that worship me. So I'm just going to slide through here. And then whenever somebody starts to check my black card, let me call it my sorority sisters. But what about your record? Well, you can't. This would be the excuse of most niggas. Well, what about everybody else's record? They don't. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Most black folks that voted Biden and voted for Kamala that broke their necks and are still defending them besides this 94 crime bill after what they did to black folks in California, they really genuinely don't care about about, about black people. They're more concerned about who's nice and you know they just want to go back to picking picking cotton and you know they just want to um. They just want to eat their little little Popeyes chicken sandwich and niggas go to church and that's it. They, they they really don't care about, oh well, you know, I ain't got no black folks. I ain't I don't know nobody that went to jail. They're not looking at it from that standpoint. They think that, well, we could just be the noble token um judge hugging Negro and the police, if they catch me down bad, well, I could just say they was bad Christians. If the police catch them and whoop their ass. Some of them will still say they'll start talking about Christianity and religion rather than the fact that this race soldier just pulled you over and beat you half to death. That's that's the kind of standpoint they're coming from. So they're still trying to cape for him. He can change. He just had the wrong mind and all this type of shit. You know, they're not just going to look at what the root problem is. They just want to just go back to sleep. Put the slippers on, you know go to sleep without their crest or toothbrush. You see what I'm saying? The niggas like that. So that that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why they really supported her. Like, oh well, I'm tired. Donald's so mean and all that. And so somebody's in somebody's emailing me on Facebook asking about a help desk position. I might have to get back in my recruiting game. So hold on, let me let me respond. Hold on. It says John G invited you to John. Oh Lord, I don't want to know about this show. Uh, I don't know about that show, man. Okay. Somebody sent something to me on Facebook. No, she ain't. She ain't. She's not black American. Nope, she's not.
I'm telling y'all, give it, give it six months, maybe less than that. Well, they're already telling us we're just kind of a lot of us not paying attention. A lot of us are just kind of looking at it from a standpoint like, okay, Donald's out. But I just told you about the insurrection act about an hour and a half ago. If the if if you got somebody out there that doesn't agree with the insurrection act and they fired him and they got somebody that does agree with the insurrection act, what they could do is now the race soldiers, a lot of them are connected with the Boogaloo boys, the proud boys. They could just let. I'm telling you, like I told folks, fevers for 20, give it another 90 days or less. There's going to be another black person that's unarmed that was murdered. And truth be told. It was a 15-year-old. I told you they're going to start attacking our children. It was a 15-year-old that was kidnapped from his house, and he was killed in like a cornfield down in Louisiana. No more than, a uh, what, a fucking hour or two later when I told him they're going to start attacking our children. It was a 15-year-old that got killed in Louisiana. Ain't heard a damn word from Jim Crow Joe and Crime Kamala. Not a word. You dig? They found another black man that was lynched in California not too long ago. You see? So they're supposed to be opening up. The Justice Department is supposed to be wide open for shit like this. Now, they're not in yet, but what I'm saying is they can start advocating for stuff like this. They're about to turn a blind eye to this type of stuff. So when I mention the Insurrection Act, when niggas turn up again, you see, y'all thinking like, well, you know, Floyd, this is it. No, it's going to be about 10, 15 George Floyds per year, if not more. It's going to be a bunch of Sandra Blands. It's going to be a ton of Trayvons. And niggas about to turn this shit inside out. And what they're going to say is, hey, um, well, what was he doing? Oh, he shouldn't have had his hoodie on. He should have pulled up his pants. That's what the plantation Negroes is going to say. And Crime Kamala going to come out and say, well, we need to calm down law and order. She's going to sound like Pence. Law and order. She's going to start talking about law and order. Um, I mean, Jim Crow Joe, he ain't going to be able to finish his words. He's old as hell. And then they, he is going to turn that shit over to Crime Kamala and all hell break going to break loose. I'm telling y'all, y'all think Donald is bad. You're going to be praying and begging him to come back. You think Donald was bad. I'm telling you, when these motherfuckers get in, you're going to be like, man. It's gonna, at first, it's going to seem cool. Oh, we got a little bit of hope. Give it till late April, mid-May. That's my prediction. Late April, mid-May. And I'm really giving myself too much room by any stretch of imagination. Give it till late April, mid-May, and the hell with what they say. Look at what they do. Because around April and May, you got to think our time has been shortened. To my understanding, the galaxy's time has been shortened by 25%. The Earth acts, they said that the Earth, the, the planet Earth's axis is kind of tilted a bit. I'd have to confirm that by an astronomer, but the Earth's axis is kind of tilted a bit. So mid mid April, 
early May. And that's giving you a little leeway. That's giving you some rope so you could throw it on the tree and lynch yourself. But might be before that. And, you know, now the birds and the crows are starting to show up. They should be down south right now, and they're not. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be some shit. And y'all going to be looking at crime Kamala and them talking about, man, what y'all going to do? And they going to, well, they going to say like, they going to start sounding like Mitch McConnell. They going to start sounding like him. Well, Blacks people, you blacks want reparations. You've you've had reparations. You've had Obama. Cory Booker. All right. Well, you know who I'm talking about, 420. So I'm not gonna say the name, but Booker. I'm trying to think of a nigga. Booker is kind of like. Okay, Booker is kind of like the nigga you went to high school with and, you know, he had a Becky Ma and and, and an unsure Jerome dad. You see what I'm saying? His dad was black, but he's looking at his dad like, okay, yeah, my, you know, that's dad. (laughs) I ain't even gonna say. So his dad's black. And I ain't talking about it was a high yellow nigga. I'm talking about his dad's black. Like his dad's Shaka Zulu. Like, but he got kind of a oh, I didn't really want a Kanisha. I just had to have a fucking Becky. He got one of those type of black dads. So, and then his mom is one of these old, she's one of these sewered neighborhood type of moms. Well, you know. Yeah, I'm liberal. But then when you start asking her about reparations, she starts talking about, um, well, what about everyone? So you like, damn, you sound like crooked Hillary. You sound like fucking Fox News. You see? So you get one of those Negroes. No, 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 no. Corey, Corey, Corey's one of these niggas. He's not pushing for reparations. No, he's not. He he resolves to HR 40. HR 40's been around for 40 years. See, when that 94 crime bill was going on, that's when they should have been pushing for reparations. But that was just a reenactment of the uh, of the um of the black codes, in my opinion. No, Corey's not pushing for reparations. Because we would have supported them. The black media would have supported them. Niggas on the boots on the ground would have supported them. Corey, Corey's one of the type of niggas where, you know, if you were to ask Corey about racism, he's going to start talking about systemic racism. And then when you ask him about white, about white supremacy, he's just going to sit there and look like a buck-eyed coon like he usually does. Corey's not talking about reparations, man. No, he ain't talking about reparations. Because if that was the case, then he would have been out there with Cube talking about, hey, man, what could we do? He would have been. See, if that was true, then then Corey would have been trying to sit down with with Jim Crow Joe and crying Kamala talking about, hey, look, man, we need to get the black vote. 
Have you noticed that? You noticed that Corey didn't sit down with Cube. See, the, the Democrats that do nothing demonic Democrats, these sadistic bastards, they didn't want to sit down and say what they're going to do for black folks. They wanted to talk about minorities and people of color. And Cube basically said, this is about the descendants. This ain't about no damn minorities or no people of color. And that really, really rubbed people the wrong way because they like, damn, man, these descendants built this shit for free and we know that they're eligible. See, everyone else in this country knows they're not eligible for reparations because they really didn't deal with what our great grandfathers and grandmothers dealt with. They didn't deal with an Ida B. Wells or a Reese Taylor. They didn't have a Nat Turner. These, these people that are mad at Cube are upset because they know that most of their countries that most people came from did not have a Nat Turner. Facts. They did not have a Nat Turner. They did not have a Denmark VZ. They did not have a Ida B. Wells. They did not have a sister going out with that four five pipe going to the deep south asking white supremacists why they hung a black man for sleeping with a Becky. You dig? No other cultures had a Ida B. Wells that went in front of a white supremacist, white Supreme Court. I'm going to think I'm going to start calling it the white Supreme Court. Let's start off with a new word in the Bagland podcast, a white Supreme Court. Ida B. Wells went in front of a white supremacist, white Supreme Court, won the district, the, the, the circuit court. And then the white Supreme Court basically said, hey, I'm white and I say so. She's like, wait a minute. I won the court judgment. And the white Supreme Court told Ida B. Wells, you're a Negro, Ida. You do not have any respect on any bounds that I have to respect. You are a nigger. I don't have to respect you. Therefore, you have no rights. See, they never talk to anybody else like that. They don't have that in, in, in word, in words, in writing for any other race on the planet. The descendants of the slaves are the only people on the I'm going to go as far as to say the descendants of the slaves are the only people on the galaxy in planet Earth in the fucking universe that had specific words that put us as animals. There's no other race on this planet in the galaxy, in the universe, on planet Earth that had words specifically designated us as animals. In the, in the United States of America. You dig? Ida B. Wells was fighting against that. And she was fighting against Coons. So when you start talking about Cory Booker. When you, if you were to bring up Ida B. Wells to Cory. He might try to pivot to some feminist bullshit. He ain't about to talk about the Ida with that pipe that was ready to lay a white supremacist down if he were to play with her. She was going out there getting information, finding out why black men were being, you know, lynched because they were accused of fucking with a Becky. You dig? 
So that's what I'm saying. We come from that type of soil. So that's why they were mad at Cube. They said, well, damn, we ain't like y'all. We just showed up here and just got an H-1V visa. We really didn't earn anything. We're freeloaders. The freeloading stops. See, when you start talking about reparations, the freeloading stops. The freeloading stops. You know that you're not from here, so you really can't get anything because your family didn't really deal with what we had to deal with. So that rubs people the wrong way. And the first thing they'll say is, what about everybody? You're being divisive. But they didn't have to deal with what we had to deal with. You dig? So that's why when you have people like booker and kamala and all these people these these niggas that's why she could laugh about locking black women up in california she doesn't come come from our same lineage she thinks it's funny she looks at it like you would think a crooked hillary would look at it she would look at it like a 911 karen so there's a lot of satanic sadistic resolve so when she looks at when she looks at a black woman when she looks at a dark-skinned sister that has been enrooted in the soil of south central or north california that ain't no damn immigrant ain't no motherfucker that came around here five minutes and then showed up on the land off a piece of paper but ain't never put no skin in the game you did she don't look at them the same way she looks at us like, okay, you're a scab. You dig? She looks at us like you're the filth of the earth. You dig? But that's all about the change because Karen is about to show her otherwise. And I'm going to love it every minute. Karen's going to look at it like, you're still a nigger. We don't care if you're married to a white man. We going to treat you like one of the descendants in a minute. And Jim Crow Joe ain't going to be able to do nothing. He going to watch how Jim Crow Joe start talking to Kamala. Hey, bedwinch. Uh, you going to have to hold your own nuts on that. Jim Crow Joe is going to, I'm telling you, Jim Crow Joe is going to be like, ah, you got the black vote. You deal with them. Deal with your niggers. You remember in Roots when Chicken George had left the plantation and all his family members had to stay on the plantation and then you had the white dude that was acting as the overseer? Nobody whips my niggers but me. He was looking out for black folks because he didn't really want, you know, the, the slave master to really, you know, um, kill Chicken George's family. See, you got to look at this from a historical context because if you don't, you're going to get lost in the sauce. Twenty twenty, what is it? Twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. We'll do it all again. And I think the best thing for us to do for the descendants, black folks in general, let this shit fall. Let the Democrats fucking crumble. See, they gotta prove something this time. They can't blame it on Donald anymore because Donald's gonna be out the paint. So we should just let the we should just let the Democrats crumble. We should let Olympus fall completely. It should be like the Greek mythology. Let Olympus fucking fall. Let that shit burn. Because 
for 40 plus years they have done nothing but make these false promises and for what we have given them we've laid down our backs we've laid in the trenches and we have got nothing now one would say well the democrats ain't or the gop ain't done shit either okay but the gop is letting us know nigga we ain't giving you shit none of this pimp talk none of that we ain't giving you nothing diamond and silk out the picture we break our tools coon the cameron in kentucky he about to be out the paint break our tools he's about to be out the paint he's about to be done He's about to be over with. Cameron the Coon is about to be done. Go to www.beingblackandit.com to get your Being Black and IT, how to get in the game now on Amazon Prime. See y'all next week.